All right, welcome back to Tea Time, ladies and gentlemen. What day is it? Friday the 20th of October, 2023, 11-27. I'm here with Nathan, Nate Dog. What's up, what's up? Um, <laughs> but yeah, bitches, bro. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, you got, like, I felt that, um... If you don't date a girl in too long a period of time, you just start thinking about the last one. You got to get a new one, mm. and then and then you won't think about the last one anymore because you'll have all these problems. Like I've I've had it where like I was, I broke up with a girl, I was upset about it, and then I started I took another girl I want to date, and then it's like all the all the mental energy went right to the new girl. Like it wasn't even like it's just like your mind's bored, dude. I think you just gotta divest your energy in different different things. Mm. No, like you, you just put more time into like your hobbies, or it's not like you can just like lower, like you just turn down the girl gauge. So. <laughs> you can though. That you shit can. Like I, pops I, up in your head. I, okay, I think it does come in waves, but I really do think when you focus on other things, it can, it can help. It can, it can not, not just help, but like literally replace that desire. I think so. I get. I mean, it is interesting to think about. Like, I think of the normal progression of things, right? Like, when you go to college, normally it's like college is your main focus. You, you know, people date and stuff like that, but it's not like that big of a deal. But it's like once you're out of college and you have a career, people will focus on their careers and then they'll do the dating on the side. But after a certain point, then it's like once your career's kind of steady, then the main focus is relationships. And you gotta like, (laughs) you gotta like, put all your energy like you're like okay my job is handled now i gotta find somebody settle down and put all my energy into family and that becomes the new like main craft of people and then you see people with like too big of a career like people who put all their energy into a career and their family is like either they don't have a family or their family likes garbage because they didn't put any any energy into that you know what i'm saying it's like people who like have a whatever job are like not even you know not to be mean but it's like Oh, if you're like an assistant manager at some office and you're not like hustling crazy, like you just you go, you do your job, you come home, right? It's not a big deal mm-hmm. for you. Normally, then you have a lot more energy to like focus and put effort into your family or you put effort into like the PTA or some bullshit like that, right? Like the job is like, it's not a concern like, oh, that's covered versus people who are like, oh, my fucking job. I have to like accelerate at my job. This guy's being a, you know, a cunt. I gotta, uh, I gotta upgrade. I gotta work harder. I gotta or, stay late or, nights. Oh, <laughs> or the extra time you put it into a book club after work and then you go to the gym afterwards and then you do things that yeah. are. It's like you have like a net amount of energy and you, you know, you gotta divvy it up throughout the day. So if you don't put too much energy in your job, okay, you can put energy into the gym. Cause you know there's dudes who like have a whatever job and then they're ripped as shit because they put all their effort into the fucking <laughs> yeah. gym. Or like they put all their effort into the church. They go to their, the church all the time. Yeah. They know all the verses. They're like blessing people, shit like that. What's up? Yeah. Like, nah, that's not you. You're not one of those like, there's like, I know some cringy people who are just like, man, and bless you. Every time I see them, oh, bless you, man. And you know, he's got a plan for us. And I'm like, dude, like, I just want a hot dog. Like, don't, I don't need this conversion therapy going on. Like, just get do the job. Leave me the dude, fuck alone. Maybe not try hard enough. Dude, oh my. That, I mean, I've talked about it before on the podcast, but like. Hey, it's coming cer- from a place of love. Yes and no. There's a certain selfishness, I think. Like, you ever see those parking lot people who come up to you in the parking lot? They're like, have you accepted Jesus Christ in your heart? It's like, they know they're getting, like, 1%. And I know they're like, oh, well, if we can save anybody, then, you know, it counts. It's like, no, no, no. Your main goal is to make yourself feel better. If you're out there in the parking lot, like, preaching the word, you're annoying people so you feel better about your faith. It just pisses me off. 
Like I, I don't necessarily think so. Or it's like if I if like you come up to me and you're like, oh, like blah blah blah, Jesus, and I'm like, no. You got to be like, all right, fine. Cause yeah, you, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If I don't want it, don't push it. But people like. They're like, no, no, no. He just hasn't heard the right words. You know, they, okay. they get into that cycle of like, no, I can do it because I have the prerogative. I'm going to be the If I can just save one. If I can just, then I'll feel good. And you're just like, dude, fuck off. Like, I don't, I know you're on a whole holy war right now, but it's like, I want to go home. I don't need to, I just bought my turnips. I don't need to talk to somebody about Jesus right now. Like, just leave me alone, man. Aww. Like, you know, I get it. I think about faith and shit like that. Like, it's not a, it's not like I'm totally against religion, but I'm like, in the Walmart parking lot, this is not the place where I'm going to convert, okay? This is not your moment. I guess I try to healthily share it, like, with you. It's, sometimes it's annoying. Like, I got, like, I have family members who, like, they'll be like, and you, you know, you're going to hell, right? <laughs> and, like, I get it. They care about me. I understand. But, like, after the first, like, couple sentences, you're like, dude, like, not not today like stop like it's just getting and you tell me like you are being annoying They're like no it's gonna work it's like that it's like what they say with therapy it's like if you don't want it it's not gonna work you can't force somebody to have therapy it's like that it's like you can't force me to convert well, yeah you so, can't, like, you, can't you can't you obviously can't force anybody it's the change of their own heart but like, it's like if you, you can can't. see that i'm not in the mood or like it's like no it's not happening people be like no 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 trust me it will happen you're like no i'm i know for a fact i'm not gonna convert just because of your dumb ass right now that's what's gonna happen like it's it's but it's like i think to a certain extent like i know there's people who are honest they like care but there's a lot of people and you can you can smell it in like you can see it in the way they act where it's more like i know i'm doing the right thing and you're just a ne'er-do-well going to hell. Like, I'm trying to help you, idiot. And you're like, <laughs> and you're like, you think you're so high and mighty. Or like, not just high and mighty. They're just like, oh, he's just lost. He's talking he about me right now. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's, a wa- like, it's like a wa- the Walmart dude who I, I had some dude come up to me like a month ago. Yeah. And they just look at you like you're like a dumb child. And you're like, you, you, like the look in their eyes are like, oh, this fool doesn't realize. And I'm like... I went to church school. I understand. <laughs> Fuck off. Like, this is not... It's like they're breaking one of the biggest tenets. You know? Yeah. But... They, they look at the, the stick in your eye and they have a log in their Yeah. Hand. It's pride. It's pride. It's the root of all the sins. I've read Dante's Inferno. <laughs> I know what the fuck's going on. But it's like, dude... Pride you, and money and the root can, of all evil. You can tell that, like, they, they're doing it to, like, feed their own ego of, like, I'm doing the right thing. Look at me. I'm a good person because uh, I have this piece of paper that says I spent 20 of my hours harassing people. <laughs> I'm a good guy. Look at me. What did you do? Oh, you just like gave money to a homeless guy? I gave him Jesus. That's better than money. You're like, dude, like you're an asshole and you're parading around as though it's like, no, I, I care about people. Like there's a disingenuous thing about it, which I mean, it's hard to sort it out. And I'm sure there's a grain of like empathy in a lot of these people. But at the same time, when you, like, you're a target. If you're not Christian, you're, like, because you can go up, and, and I'm sure you have it where it's, like, if you believe, then you got to, like, you got to play the game. Because you can't be, like, I got Jesus, I'm good, and they'll leave you alone. They're like, oh, perfect, let's pray now. And you're, like, man, I prayed earlier. I got places to be. I can't. But they're, it's all about them. You know, they're just yeah, dragging yeah, you into it of, like, let me use you to make myself feel like I'm very faithful. And I'm just, like, dude. 
you're wasting you're annoying me you're wasting my time it's not gonna work you're not listening to me like eric really needs to get this off his chest bro it's so like it's so aggravating too especially like family members because you have to see them and it'll come up it always comes up like you say god and they're like Ah, oh, but you don't believe in God, right? <laughs> or like they'll say like the Santa thing. They'll be like, "You shouldn't even get Christmas presents." He's like, "Fuck off!" Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, then you, you know, you don't even believe in you, baby. Like, bro, shut the fuck up. Like, it's so it's more of an annoyance. It's not even like I'm worried about my eternal soul. I'm just worried that I'm gonna get annoyed and have like half an hour wasted because I gotta deal with these people. I'm like, oh fuck, you know. It's just like oh, I love you, Eric. It's a pain in the ass. It's really. Uh, it's, uh, I don't even know what to compare it to. It's like traffic. Just like fucking all these assholes in my way. Like move. I got somewhere to be. Oh man. Oh. Anyways, I'm trying to compare because it it's like people. There's a big thing of um, like former drug addicts or criminals. It happens with criminals, but I don't. I don't, I don't exactly know how that works. But I think a lot, like, there's a lot of drug addicts who find the church and they're like, oh, Jesus is my high. And so, but, like, you think about it, it's like, I mean, I guess there's people who push drugs, but there's nobody who's like, have you tried cocaine? (laughs) You should really try cocaine. You're like, I don't want cocaine. It's like, no, trust me. You're going to love it. You just don't realize. If you open your heart to cocaine and let cocaine in. Billy down the street, he does that. Billy does cocaine. (laughs) Look, he's living life. He's got a Corvette, man. He's got three STDs, but it's not that bad. Like, he's too high to tell. Uh, nah at least yeah because drugs cost money if you had to pay every time you wanted to convert somebody to jesus i bet a lot less people would be converting because it's like oh you pay with your time it's like no people got too much time on their hands you know we used to have to farm all day every day nah nah now people got leisure time and they start annoying other people because they're bored anyways i guess that feeding that into the government right because you think like um war bro what War? Are you gonna talk about the war? Or we can talk about the war. No, well, I mean, go, go through, go through train it's of thought. A, it's a little bit of both, cause it like, right? Cause this was originally supposed to be the debate podcast, but I mean, we're a little removed. And then thinking about it, like the debate seems like a waste of time. Second Republican debate, cause yeah. like you look at what the politicians say, like what are the common arguments, right? Like protect the border, the economy, trans people. And it's more of like a headline issue than like a real like nitty gritty issue. Like if you think about like immigration, we talked about immigration last time. We can argue about it, but like the the headlines of how they describe immigrants versus the real problems are two different things. Yeah, I think that's obviously one of the issues. There's this so much. Sorry, the headset sounded weird. What the heck? Anyways. The voice politicians just talking smack, but there's so many like real issues going on that just are never addressed. Like the fact mm-hmm. that Jordan, the country Jordan, mm-hmm. is like criticizing Israel right now and saying a bunch of saying a bunch of crap, and we're literally giving them like a billion dollars in aid every year. I didn't know we we're just giving a random country a billion dollars in we aid every year. So many. We, we have, give Israel billions we, in aid. We give Palestine billions in aid. Like. There's we give Egypt billions in aid. There's so many issues in this country. Like, oh, you like ten billion dollars will fully fund a border wall or something. And meanwhile, like, we're giving like just all these billions and billions and billions of dollars. Like, how come I just found out yesterday that we're giving Jordan a billion dollars a year? And they're like, so and they're talking about supporting Hamas or something like that. I don't even know. It's just, well, like, it's crazy. So I've had some guests on where it's like you you want to maintain your influence, right? Like. 
Because if you yes, don't do it, somebody yes. else is going to come in yeah, and be their yeah. friend. Because like at the end of the day, it's like you kind of got to pay for friends. They're not like Jordan and us. We have nothing to do with each other. But you want friends in the Middle East. But it's too much. It's too much. We don't need. We don't need friends everywhere. But the U.S. Apparently, we got to maintain control. You got to keep. That's what it takes to be the big dog. You got to be friends. You got to maintain allies across the world. Because if you don't maintain allies, hey, this is talking that, about that, competitiveness. That's happened with Rome. You know, you you you, di- you divert too much your army and your resources oh, throughout yeah. the country, and then. You know, you fall apart. I mean, it's one, it's military industrial problems, but it's also like, like, cause like China's doing the same thing, right? They're doing all their belt and road initiatives and they tried to do it as like, oh, we help promote your economies. And now, you know, you can thank us. But now they're like, now they're just debt collectors because the economy is <laughs> failing because it's like, yeah. hey, maybe we shouldn't have given those loans to people that nobody else would give loans and then, to. You know, 90% of these countries can't even afford to pay yeah. back their debts. But it's so like, the- that makes them friends. Cause they're like, Oh yeah, America's not giving us money, but China comes over and they just give us money and they don't tell us what to do either. Uh, yeah, I was like reading about like Argentina. Like mm-hmm. one of the reasons they got so close to China and Russia is because you know the help finance projects there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the U.S. and the IMF they stopped giving these really favorable loans to Argentina. And it's because Argentina wouldn't pay back their, <laughs> their debts and their loans. <laughs> like we're not be frenzies anymore because you won't just give us free money yeah you know uh, but that's how it works that's literally because it's it's like um i don't i think of it like celebrities or like you know in a movie where celebrities have all those fake friends where they're rich and they're like giving away money and they're giving away codes and then once they're like they lose their celebrity they lose all their money then all the fake friends go away it's like all these motherfuckers are fake friends bro we pay for all of our friends like even even the allies we have who we don't just pay money to like canada it's like we're friends because we trade. We're friends because we basically say, defend the shit out of them. Like I would say, Kim is also like a very special case. We're basically like brother countries. Well, I'm trying they're to ba- think of like something yeah. where it's like the yeah. least involved with money, right? Yeah, yeah. Or like the UK. It's UK, like, yeah, yeah. We're you know. You I would know, say, like, I would say like, like, like the Five Eyes Alliance, for example, mm-hmm. the US, all the English-speaking countries, the US, New Zealand, Australia, Canada, and the US, where we share like a tremendous amount of secrets and information, intelligence with each other, like. Mm-hmm. There could be like a total, like zero trade balance between all of us, and we'd still be very tight just because mm. of. You know, I think it's like a culture thing too. Yeah, we have very. I mean, New Zealand and Australia are just an extension. All of us, all Canada, Canada, <laughs> US, New Zealand, Australia, we're all extensions of the UK. We're all yeah, it's all British, and they didn't because it's like India would be that if they had killed all the Indians and like <laughs> taken over. Yeah. But they didn't do that, so now India is their own country, which they're still buddy buddy. But India used to be communist, so they're buddy buddy with Russia. If you look at like all the former Soviet countries, it's like why do you think they're all friends? Because they're all Slavic. Like yeah. they're all kind of so, look the same. They all kind of sound the same. Yes, that's interesting. Like almost, there's still a cultural tie-in that can you get that keeps a lot of countries together. But like outside of that, like NATO, like if it wasn't for NATO and like other trade deals, like half those countries in Europe would have nothing to do with us. Yeah. Well, I mean, like there's something too is of like the peace and the trade that's gone on in Europe is like unprecedented. Yeah. Like it's like, you know, the French and the Germans and the Italians have hated each other yeah. for centuries. England and France were at war yeah, for like over a hundred years. <laughs> and now they're like besties. They're like, ah, they just clown each other. Like, I oh, have yeah, friends are idiots, whatever. But like, that's as far as it goes, you know? Yeah. But I, I think it's think- a good thing. It's good, but I, I, to me, it's almost like a trade-off. It's like if you got peace somewhere at one place, you're gonna have fucking war somewhere else. Well, now you have the constant. Ever since the early 18th century, Russia just constantly trying to eat at Eastern Europe. Mm. You know, 
gaining territory here, losing territory there, gaining territory here. They want here. to unite all the Slavs, but it's like Germany did that in World War Two. They were like, all the German because like the Nazis were like German people are the best, so they're like <laughs> Austria is like we're our own country, and Germany's like, well, you kind of sound like us. You're really German, so we're gonna take you over. And then Poland, they were like. Ah, I mean, you're Slavs, but, like, we want your land. So we're going to take you over, too. But, like, Italy did that, too. Like, even, uh, I think it was, like, Czechoslovakia and Slovenia. That used to be Italian land. But then after World War One, I, I just listened to a podcast. I, I don't know history, don't I? <laughs> don't at me. Um, but, like, after World War One, they had Czechoslovakia and Slovenia where t- their own countries, they were taken away from them. And they were more Slavic. But Italy was like, well, they're traditionally Italian. <laughs> So they're like, all right, we just we're gonna take those over because it's like, oh, that's our motherland, that's our heartland, or like, like, uh, what is it, Switzerland? It's, a lot of them speak Italian. So like, oh, you speak Italian, we're Italian, fucking let's let's get together. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah. Like when people are like Russia versus Ukraine, I'm like, they're the same thing to me. Like, <laughs> yo, yo, hot take, hot take, hot take. They're white. I could be racist. They're all the same. All the stands, <laughs> Uzbekistan. Like people are yo. like, oh, there's a Uzbek population in Tajikistan, and they're minor. I'm like, what the fuck is the difference? Like the, they live in yurts. They all look kind of Asian, kind of Slavic. Who gives a shit? You know? But they're like, no, nah, it matters to us. Like Armenians versus like Azerbaijanis. Who gives a fuck? They're the same thing. <laughs> it's kind of bizarre. People fight with each other, bro. And they care. They care a lot. Or like even fucking Italians amongst themselves fight. Like Northern Italians and Southern Italians are still kind of like racist towards each other. Like, oh, he's Sicilian. That's like dirt Italian to like northern Italians. Like it's it, that's a real thing. It's like I don't know. Maybe it's good. But like I get you have different cultures, but at the same time, it's like nobody cares. I don't care. Welsh people versus English. People, you're all the same. You sound funny. Who gives a shit? Like I don't give a fuck. Oh, the Scots are different. Oh, because we sound like shut the fuck up. Nobody gives a shit about Scotland. It's it's a very American thing of me to say. Like we should take over Canada. It's just, they're the same thing. Who gives a shit? Fuck those people. I don't think they'll mind that. I, I mean, they're like a little weirder than us, so they may be like, hey, like, stop. But, like, we'd still, the French would be all mad about it. Because, like, even in fucking the Canadians, the, the French Canadians. Quebec. Yeah, they, they're like, we don't want to. Quebecois. They're like, we don't want to. We don't want to be part of your stinking English country. And then the French, the real French, they hate the Quebecs. They're like, those are fucking backyard French people. We don't fuck with them. They speak like garbage. Like, everybody hates each other, and it's like, why should we get involved? I don't, you know. But, like, you look at the Middle East, like... Uh, Dude, they're going to fight each other for eternity. Bro, the Muslims the fight the Muslims. It's the Sunnis <laughs> versus the Shias. I'm like, aren't you both Muslim? You're the same thing to me. If the Muslims aren't fighting the Jews, or if there's no crusades going on with the Christians, and they're fighting each other. Yeah. It's always yeah. Some, something to fight. Well, like, the Christians did that, too. Like, the uh, the English, they were Protestant, and they, like, fuck with the Irish, because they were Catholic. <laughs> like, we can't let like, a Catholic in charge. Those guys Wild. are fucking nuts. Wild. You're like... Dude, <laughs> but from my perspective, we're like at least I'm so divorced from it. I'm like, who gives a shit? Like it's all like it's like Lutherans versus like I don't know Methodist. Episcopalian. Yeah, or Methodist. Like we're so different. I'm like to me, you have a cross. You're the same thing. Like, I don't fucking. <laughs> yeah. On a completely side note, mm. I was so random. We're talking going back to Europe war and everything. I was just reading yesterday about how Poland now out of, out of all the countries in Europe. Poland has the largest standing army and like land army, basically. Really? Basically, like tanks, um, personnel, everything, missiles. They have the largest army in Europe. It's kind of crazy, you know. 
historically we've been talking about, you know trends you know Poland's always getting carved up by everybody. I mean, that's Either why. The probably. Ottomans, the Prussians, the Germans, the Russians. Yeah, bro. As soon as they got freedom, they're like, it's not happening. Because they're like, like where they are geographically is like, they're in the choke point between Germany and Russia. Yeah. Like, they are the middle ground that's going to get run over. So it's like, you know, we're like, we don't want to be a part of any of this shit. Like, fuck off, you know? Because they was taken over by the Germans, even though they were Slavic. And then after the Germans got taken over, the Russians came. They walked the other way, took them over again. And then they finally got independence. And they're like, we don't want anything to do with any of you. And like, we're, we're separate. It's like, ah, you're separate, kind of. Like, the, the Lithuanias, like the, you know, uh, I don't Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia. It's like, you're going to get taken over if, if enough time passes. Or what? Who's the guy with Lukashenko who's right north of Ukraine? Is that it's not Bulgaria? It's um, um Belarus. Yeah, Belarus. That's that's, that's Russia. Yeah, minor. Russians. Russia minor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're gonna like if if it comes down to brass tacks, you're getting taken over. Like it doesn't matter. Like oh, we're separate. They, Belarus is like the one country that could easily like so easily get taken over by Russia because yeah. it's it's essentially a Russian satellite state. Yeah, you know. You know, whoever leaders in there has to be stamp approval by by Russia. I never knew it, like, because I was looking up. Um, I remember there was this crazy dictator in Turkmenistan, um, and I was I was looking up like, oh, like, what is it? Because he's he's just like a weird. He named like a month after his dog, and then another month after his like grandma. He named like Thursday after his grandma too. Like this dude was crazy. This guy was like, he, he was he, he like. He, like, wrote his own, ver- like, a, a follow-up to the Quran, and he, like, you had to answer questions from this book in order to, like, pass your driving test or to, like, get a job with the government. Like, he was nuts. Um, and I'm like, why the fuck do they have all these dictators over there? It's like, all these former Soviet, like, states, once they, like, like were separated, th- whoever was, like, the lead party member in those states kind of became just dictators pretty much (laughs) so like there's dictators all over like like i don't know if kazakhstan had it but like turkmenistan tajikistan all of those stands like more or less they had like a kind of dictator or you know fucking belarus that was just like oh we're friendly with the soviets or now the russians they let us have power so like all of them are still kind of bitches to the russians like if you ask anybody in the stands they're definitely pro-russian because like they get all their money from Russia. They do all their trade with Russia, like all the military equipment. Yeah, from Russia. every they are still like very much like owned by Russia. You see, wonder why they're not just part of Russia? Why they broke apart the Soviet Union? Because they think, oh, we're diff- we're Turks. Well, oh, I'm Uzbek. I, like I, I don't, I don't, I don't know the history. You know, in 1992 or whatever Soviet breakdown history of why certain states were formed, mm-hmm. but. That was something screwed up on. Well, because it was like before the Soviet Union became the Soviet Union, like those there were separate countries, and then they were partially taken over, and they partially had socialist revolutions, and sort of the thing about communist communism, which I didn't realize, because to me I'm like, who gives a shit if a country becomes communist? But like the way sort of communism, at least some ideas of it, are is that. You're not your own country if you become communist. You're yeah. all part of the same big universal system. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like once they had their socialist revolutions, they were basically like, Russia, come take me. Like, <laughs> like come on, daddy. Like, let's join up together. And Russia's like, sure, because they made them bitches. They just took all that. Like, they took over Kazakhstan. They're like, give us all your resources. And they're like, oh, we want food. You're like, ah, not going to happen, bitch. <laughs> it's all going to Moscow. So it, it's it's really interesting just to see, like, the history of how the people work but like how these people get in power because you look at like all these dictators you're like 
why are they in charge? Like, they're crazy. But it's like they're either fleeing from a, one government or they're rebelling against some dickhead government. Or it's like these guys were in power when the Soviets left. And so they just remained in power and just kind of took over. And everybody's like, okay, like that works for me, you know. Like it's, it's very much like it's all kind of based on the history of what was there before. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, but I mean, dictators, but, Eastern dig- Europe, yeah. But like back to the debate thing of like, it seems like there are the there are the real problems, and then there are the kind of like commercialized kind of. What like, would get people to vote? What what yeah. what contentious issues would be like? Oh, that triggers me. I'm gonna go vote. Yeah. Orange it, Orange Man bad. I'm gonna go vote against him. It's like oh Biden doesn't want to kick out you know the taco people. I, I'm gonna <laughs> vote him out. It's like. It's, it's, it's like when you buy a car, people buy a car because it looks good. It's not because it's reliable. It's like, what actually matters versus like, oh, well, it has this cool light on the door. You know, it's like, I bought it because of the light on the door, not because it's reliable or good. Get- like, anything that really matters, that's not what the salesman's going to talk to you about. They're like, this is the sexiest car. This is going to get you babes. It's like, does it have good gas mileage? How's the insurance? None of the, none of the real stuff is what's sold to people because people don't care about it or people are like, it's not as fun either. But watching the debates and seeing all their like, their bullshit statements, it makes me wonder of like, what is it that I should really vote for these people based off of? Because you can't believe anything they say. So you have to look at like what their actions are. And that just takes so much research and so much effort to actually know what the fuck is going on, which I think is on purpose to a certain extent. Where it like, I'm just looking at it, I'm like, they're like this doesn't matter watching the base like it doesn't matter what these people say because they're just trying to sell you on themselves rather than like show you what they've actually done it doesn't matter like people argue like democrats versus republicans like biden has like followed through with a lot of policies that trump put in place like the whole like china tariffs biden is still doing that the, like some of the mexico policies i mean what is it obama was more anti-mexican than trump was but nobody talks about it but it, it's or like it's just the way that they're sold versus what's actually going on is so different that when you see like the normal media, you're like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Can you breathe? <laughs> I can breathe just barely. Thank you for farting in my face. Oh. Okay. Anyways, yeah, we're back. So war, war. Well, like war, but like so even like right the policies in Israel or in the Middle East or in Ukraine. There's, like, what's being sold to us? Oh, like, Russia's evil. We got to protect Ukraine. The Ukrainian people should be free. It's like, why are we really giving them weapons? There's a reason, but they're not telling us the real reason. It's like, okay, wow, there's probably some bad reasons of, like, oh, money. Because we're making a fuck ton of money getting rid of all of our bullets. We're going to make a fuck ton of money loaning them money to rebuild. It's like, the more they destroy Ukraine, it's like, all of that is going to be made up in loans. Given out by the fucking, like, BlackRock and all of them. And then it's also like, is it just for our influence? Like, because a previous guest I've had on, he talked about like, this is our way of wearing down Russia's economy and military. This is our way of burning out Russia's shot before they actually come for something that matters, like coming to Poland, like coming to NATO. Um, And so it's like, why aren't they telling us these real reasons? Maybe it's, oh, they want to hide their strategy. I get the money thing. But like, I'd be a lot more interested in defending Ukraine if people were like, oh, it's because we're burning out Russia's military. Oh, but behind the curtains, everybody knows that this is strategically, like, just a huge, like, like, 
a sword through the foot of Russia. Like, but like, why don't they tell people? Why you gotta make it some bullshit thing of like, <laughs> oh, you're a Nazi. Better. We we love we love Ukraine it's democracy. Like, it's, the, it's the whole idea of like, oh, it's democracy versus the autocratic world or whatever. It's like, like this is so much more nuanced. You don't yeah, really care. Yeah, it's like care. Ukraine's not exactly a great democracy. <laughs> yeah. super fucking corrupt. And people are like, oh, it's Russian propaganda to say there's Nazis. Like, there are Nazis in Ukraine. Like, that is real shit. But you can't say that. But it's like you see, like you see a Canadian oh, parliament. Yeah, they Ukrainians saluting a literal Nazi in the SS. And you're like, and what the cr- fuck are you doing? But they're like, like, oh, Ukraine, <laughs> Ukraine's so great. It's like it could not be more erotic. I it was, get it was like really funny. there's an argument of like the people are stupid, so you got to just feed them bullshit because if you told them what was really going on, they would make dumb decisions. That's one thing. But I think there's also the fact of, like, you're making people dumber by just feeding them stupid information. Like, there's a lot of intelligent people who are being persuaded by these bullshit arguments that you're feeding them. And it's like, they could be informed citizens. They could be voting and making a good decision. But you don't give them the chance because you're like, oh, the people can't be trusted. You know? I can't, I can't get over the fact of, like, seeing every, like, white mom have, like, Ukraine sticker plastered on the back. For, well, literally, there's, like, there's so much nuance. To or now it. it's, like, Israel. Because, like... You, you talk to people, and they're like, yeah, fuck those Palestinians. <laughs> Kill them all. And you're like, what? Like, there's, you know, it's like half of Palestine is children, and people are like, well, you know, they chose that terrorist government. And you're like, they're fucking kids. You know, but, like, people are so quick. Because it, it's way easier to just be like, bad guy, kill bad guy, rather than being like, well, the bad guy has reasons, the bad guy had a troubled childhood, maybe, you know, if you try and approach the bad it's like, no, 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 no. If people were bad guy, fuck People them. were more rational actors, and you look at every situation from the perspective that we are all human beings, like, it, it, it's so easy just to say, you know, yeah, let's go kill them. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. They yeah, all look the same. <laughs> they're, they're all people. They're all susceptible. To, all these people are susceptible to being influenced by propaganda. They're susceptible to being subject to whatever. Yeah. I get, I get, you get the gist. Yeah. But it's hard to like... Because it, it, it takes so much time and effort to do... It's not efficient to be like, all right, American people, we're going to go over all the nuances of the Israel-Palestine conflict real quick in this nine-hour news session. Hold on tight. It's going to be a long one. It's like... Americans no. are too dumb for that. They just don't want to... It's not that they're dumb. It's also like, like I said, you know, people only have so much effort at times. Like, you go, you work nine to five, and you got to deal with your kids. It's like, yeah. I don't have the time or effort to go and learn about these fucking people. I don't okay. care. Okay, P- people say that. Meanwhile, there's plenty of Americans out there that know the past ten people Taylor Swift has dated and all yeah, of her love life because that's fun. Pe- people have people have time to be informed, but if it's not urgent, then it's well, it's it's not like because there's something different. I mean, that's a good point. It's it's interesting, like the way that you know Taylor Swift is. Are you gonna take a break? No, I'm um, it, it like Taylor Swift. One, there's like you want to know, right? There's a, there's a certain like internal impetus, and you know, just like we know something about these conflicts, it's like we have an internal desire. To understand more but not just that it's like 
Right. Um, information's a lot like food. I'm not the first person to draw this this parallel, but it's like sometimes you know you eat a bunch of junk information. It's like junk food. It's fun. It tastes good. It stimulates all the perfect parts of your brain, but it melts your brain. It makes your body fat. Right. <laughs> and so it's like every once in a while, you know, people don't want to consume these this vegetable information about oh, what is the conflict? What are the roots of the conflict? They're like, give me a hamburger. Give me a Taylor Swift hamburger. I don't blow them up. Who's she dating? Blow yeah, blow them up. I Show like, some cool videos yeah. of drone shots. Let's see them blow, yeah. it blows up some people. There's lettuce on my McChicken. I don't care. Like, that's close <laughs> enough. It's, it's very much like people don't have time. They don't have the desire. And it's way easier to just not care. Like, you, it's way easier to just kind of give the responsibility over, like, you know. And I don't think most Americans are like, I trust people in the government who actually know what they're doing. It's like, no, because that's not how Americans work. Americans don't, like, they're not like, oh, I trust the higher-ups. They're like... I know what I'm talking about. And then when people say, like, yeah, fuck those people, they're like, yeah, I know fuck those people. You say fuck those let, Let's go. Fuck yeah. Fuck those people. So it's very it's, it's very much like, do we tell these people, do we start, like, giving these people healthy information diets and just they get them? It. They don't want it. I mean, nobody wants it at first. Like, it's like, yeah, children want to drink soda and eat candy, but eventually they grow up. You know, eventually I think if you, if you like – make an informed society yeah the first like two generations having to deal with that are gonna hate it but like once you're born into it and you grow up with like good information i mean that's all you know you don't know the junk food information and it's not wrong to have junk food every once in a while i'm sure people are still gonna care about football statistics or who whoever's fucking and all that shit but like the the ratio of how much like dumb shit people are consuming like people will look at go on tiktok and they just melt their brains it's like oh we got 1.5 billion pounds of cheese hidden in the mountains in the u.s it's like that's it that's funny it's good to know i guess but like at the same time it's like that's me. okay how's the economy going now like what are we investing in why is why are all the roads fucked but why the, the treasury bonds exploding of, yeah it's like I, I you know it's so hard to find palatable good information it's so hard to find people who are like i'm gonna spend the time to make a good video about something that matters versus people making stupid videos about oh did you see this gun in apex legends is way better than this other gun it's like i i understand why that's being made but why don't we have people making that level of content for like useful shit and we do to a certain extent but it's it's just not as popular you know i don't know I mean, yeah, I guess people make healthy food. There are healthy restaurants out there, but a lot of people just want fucking McDonald's because it's cheap, easy, and good. Like, it takes advantage of your, like, animal brain. It's like it's like the big tits of the food world. You're just like, you just go stupid. Yeah, I want it. You're like, actually, those are giving you cancer. I don't, I don't care. That's fine. So, we, we briefly tapped into the Israel-Palestine debate. Yeah, yeah. Should we go deeper yeah, what into do you, that? I mean, what are, what are your thoughts? What's going on? Dude, I think it's wild... There's so many warmongers out there. There's so many. Oh, dude, on, on, there's so many on the right and the left, bro. They just they want war. As it's crazy. Soon as it happened, they're like, we gotta kill Iran. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> they didn't do any. Well, allegedly. Okay, we, I do. We don't I know do, for sure. We don't know for sure, but I think Iran has a huge hand in this. So. I don't like from what I've seen. It is dude, all, all the equipment. All, dude, there's a. I think it was like on Thursday, a U.S. destroyer in the Mediterranean mm. shot down some missiles from Lebanon. Mm. And the missiles they were they were shooting had like a thousand mile range or whatever, which they literally could not have without Iran. But that's Hezbollah. That's not 
Hamas. Because people like say like Hamas got funding, but they didn't get this the military equipment from Iran. So it's like Iran is involved in Hamas in general, but that specific attack, they don't have evidence saying that they were involved in that specific attack. From my understanding, they were supported by what the U.S. They're supported generally. No, the U.S. intelligence came out like this past week saying that there is evidence of Iran directly supporting Hamas in the conflict. Directly, I haven't seen because from everything I've seen, it's like the IDF and the in the U.S. intelligence both said that that Iran wasn't involved. From everything they've seen, it wasn't involved. I haven't. If there's a new thing that came out, I, I haven't seen that. We're, we'll find out in the future. We'll find but out. But yeah, future. okay. But but yeah. Regardlessly, there's so many people who just want war. It's mm. crazy. It's crazy on American American side. American side. And yeah. Well, on the Israelis too. Like, there's. Well, I think people in Israel are different from just like Jews abroad because I think Jews abroad are very much like go after them, blow them up. Versus like Israelis are. They want revenge, but I don't think they're like I want to go to war. You know. Yeah. Because then it's their their family members. They're the ones who actually have to go to war. I think that's the thing about the U.S. is like. You know, we're champion like oh let's go to war, let's go to war. But most of those people aren't the people who have to go fight. Like, the yeah. moment you start having, like, your sons and your brothers actually in the war and you, one of them dies, people are going to wake up and be like, hey, wait a minute. Maybe we shouldn't go to fucking war because war so, is awful. That's why so many people hate Dick Cheney. He's such a war hawk to get us over yeah. there and, you know, get that oil. Get that oil. And we had thousands and thousands of Americans die. Well, these Israel, I didn't realize, like, they were very open about it. They had, like, 500 soldiers die in, like, one day or something. Mm. That's crazy. That's crazy. Really? I didn't know that many died out of the attacks. Like, you know, this is like one day of fighting. They've lost like 500 um, Israeli soldiers. And this is like uncomparable with like Russia and Ukraine. Have they invaded? Like what? Because I thought no, they would just been shooting missiles at each other. I invaded Gaza yet. But no, they, there's been a ton of... Because I thought they only had like a thousand Israelis die or like 1,200 Israelis died. And like a lot of them were like kids and like, you know, women and stuff. Like in, like civilians. Yeah. But all I know is like a lot a lot of people are dying. Oh, yeah. But if you look at, like, the numbers of how many Israelis are dead versus how many Palestinians, it's like, they've already doubled the amount of Palestinians dead. Oh, and they have, like, 10,000 10, like, wounded already. It's, like, it's five or six times. But they're like, we gotta keep going. We gotta oh, keep going. <laughs> you know, this is really, you know, controversial, but in the whole hospital bombing, mm-hmm. where, like, CNN immediately, like, threw up an Israel strike, reportedly blows up building, and then, and then, and then they said... Uh, according to Hamas, Israeli strike was a building, and then finally, according to the IDF and U.S. intelligence, it was actually Islamic Jihad, yeah. Palestinian Jihad that blew up the parking lot next to the hospital. It's like all this false information. like yeah. leading news networks well, coming like, out this I, Like I'm guilty of it too. Like there's a certain part of me that's like, you know, I get why Israel's doing it, but I'm also like, you guys are kind of like war mongers, and and when I saw that, I was like. Israel definitely did that. Like, they're assholes, right? <laughs> yeah, was, and then it's like, not true. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, man, all right, I fucked up on that. <laughs> you got one. caught. You got, got caught. caught, man. You know, it was like, it, it was what I wanted to think. You see, is that crazy? Yeah, because it happens to everybody. Everybody's like, if it's like, I have this idea, and then there's a piece of information that's 50 50, because it's like, right, the US and Israel are saying Hamas did it. It's like, of course they are. And Hamas and, you know, like Arabs are saying that Israel did it. It's like, of course they are. You know, it's like, okay, what's the actual information here? Because one side definitely did it. But if you look at it not knowing the details of what happened, it's like everybody's just like, no, nah, you did it. Fuck you. Because it's like you already hate them. Of course you're going to say yeah. they did it, you know? I mean, honestly, they should come to a solution to this whole issue. Man, I mean, it's a lot easier to say like, oh, we should have peace. It's like, all right, how does peace work? 
you know like you know, I don't think the, the I don't know if there'll ever be peace there but honestly there should be Palestinian state they, they should Israel mm. should support a Palestinian state and then Palestine should be able to coexist and accept the fact that there's Jews in the Middle East, yeah, you know, not call for their total yeah. extermination. And I don't, I don't understand what that is either. Like, because that's like what a lot of people say. I've heard broadly like Islam, like that's a big thing. Other Muslim countries are like, we cannot have a Jewish state. State, they're very just against that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, why? Like, what's the problem? You know, is it like party religion to be against Jews? Like, what? Why? What? What part of that? Because I've heard, like, Mohammed was, like, he had, a, like, a holy war. It's very much, like, that's what jihad is about. Like, but it's, like, uh, okay, I guess. Like, then this is, like, this is what's going to happen if this is part of your belief system. They'll never coexist. I don't know. I mean, them and Saudi Arabia have, like, tra- started well, doing deals. Yeah, and, like, a lot of people say that. Like Egypt Iran, doing deals. A lot of people say Iran, you know, really pushed this with Hamas in order to... To break that up, yeah, and, and Saudi Arabia and Iran had their first call in like a couple of years or something between the two leaders. Yeah. Talk about, you know, we really wanted Palestinians to not, you know, be oppressed and blah. It's like it's exactly what yeah. Iran wants. You know, I, Israel was this close, yeah, this close. Well, because I think to a certain extent, on the side of peace, it's like people say they want jihad, but I think most people are like, if we make money. It's like, ah. Uh, Saudi Arabia. You know, they're like, ah, uh, yeah, jihad, but like, we don't, who gives a shit, really? <laughs> really like, go oh, buy like, a lion and drive my Ferrari in I mean, circles in the desert. It's like, right, we had a revolution against Britain. We were like, fuck the British. They're bastards. They're, we're, they're not in charge of us. It's like, now we're best friends. You know, it's like, ah, you know, we got over it. We trade so much now. It's like, once you get everybody in the Middle East trading money, and talking and after like a generation right because like the old generation there's they were in the war they knew people like they were in the war times like but like once you have kids who didn't grow up in the war they're just fucking kids. they're like yeah what's the problem i don't know like i didn't go to war they're like we're making money who gives a shit you know be like oh no like your great-grandfather died you're like i don't give a fuck like <laughs> what's this problem i never met that dude it's not yeah it's that not, dead. that's his war not mine so if you gave if if you were able to just wait out the clock on a lot of these things, it's like it's not like like right Jordan and Israel, they were at war, they went to war, but like now they're kind of like ah, you know, like they have weird border shit going on, but it's like they're basically like fine as neighbors, they're not going to war. Same thing with Egypt, like Israel took over part of Egypt, Egypt waged war on Israel, but now they're like. Ah, you know, yeah, they're like, like basically allies at this point. Yeah, Israel and Egypt. But then, like, and two, you know, Jordan or all the Arab countries are like, you know, free the Palestinians. We're so pro-Palestinian. And then when Israel's like, all right, take them. And then Jordan and Egypt are like, we're not fucking taking those guys. We <laughs> yeah. don't want them in here. Because yeah. that's, that's the same like thing of like the Jordanians don't want Jordan to become a Palestinian state, and the Egypt- Egyptians are like, no, we're Egyptian. We're not Jordan. We're not, you know, Palestinian. And to me, I'm like, y'all are all the same shit to me. But I guess, it, like, to them, it's really, like, a big difference. And so they're like, we're for them, but, like, we're for them over there. Don't be coming over here. Like, we don't want, you know, that's not our fucking problem. But, alright, so what do you do? Because, like, as far as I'm concerned, or, like, my idea of it is, like, I think Israel was just waiting for a reason because, like, the Palestinians have been a pain in Israel's side for decades now. I think Israel's just wanted a reason to be like, now we can just get rid of them. We're tired. (laughs) Because it would take so much time and effort to parse out the exact details versus just being like, all right, we're just going to blow them up and then they're not a problem anymore. (laughs) Like, 
Because what, what do you do with the whole Gaza Strip after? You, you take know? it over, you put Israelis in there. Boom, win-win. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's ours no now. no way. What do you mean? It's very much a way. People do it all the time. <laughs> what about the Indians who used to live in Texas? Yeah, we just killed them all. <laughs> now they're not there anymore. Now we can live there. Easy pe- That's how it's been done. But there's a million people. There's two million people in well, that. Well, not for long. <laughs> it's going down by the day. De- like, that's just it. The, like that's the the it's not the easy solution because people are gonna die it's gonna take a lot of money and a not a lot of time but like it's a lot more simple to just kill them all than it is to like figure out a peace well, agreement Israel obviously does want to kill them all or else they would be it depends who you ask I think I, like I mean I think some Israelis are very much like fine with Palestinians they don't have anything personal like they recognize that they're because like they do tons of trade too yeah. but the army is not going out killing civilians I mean, no, but they're blowing them up. So, like, I mean, once they, like, have the ground war, which they're scared to do right now, then I think the situation might change. But as, like, the current policy, from what I can tell, it's very much, like, the less Palestinians, the better. (laughs) They're just, like, blow them up. (laughs) They literally shut off their water and their food. They're like, what about the civilians? They're like, what about them? Like, we don't, they don't care. Like, it's not, it's not a worry. It's kind of crazy. It took, like, the whole world, including pressure from the U.S. and I think it's, like, Argentina. Uh, Colombia, Colombia said they would, you know, break off diplomatic ties with Israel really? if they didn't, you know, open for, um, um, aid to the Palestinians. And I was thinking, like, yeah, these people should be getting aid. It doesn't matter if Hamas can take advantage of it. Even even if Hamas takes advantage of it, you still get... It's, it's like getting... Sorry, it's a terrible analogy. It's like when you give money to a homeless person, you don't want them to, like, go spend it on drugs, but you still hope some of it goes to them getting a meal. Yeah. It's like... The Palestinians, like you want to be able to support these people, even if some of that, um, some like gets gives advantage to the Hamas. It doesn't matter. You still, you still want to help those people. Yeah, you don't want to just kill them all. Like Israel's like, like half of them are children. You're like, yeah. Like if it wasn't, <laughs> if it wasn't for the, I think if it wasn't for the U.S. like literally financially and like militarily backing Israel, you know, not saying something, Israel just would not have. Oh, Israel wouldn't be shit without the U.S., bro. No, I'm saying, like, Israel wouldn't have allowed the aid to come into the Palestinians. Oh, without pressure? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I believe Which that. Which is crazy. Because they crazy. don't, like, it's just as much damage as they can inflict. And they wonder. They're like, these guys just want to kill us. We don't know why. It's like, oh, really? Like, the starving and the, you know, like, dehydration of children. You wonder why they grow up and want to blow you up? And, 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 and I see pictures of, like, a dad, like, father's, car- like, his dad carrying his, like, blown up five-year-old daughter. Yeah. And it's like, when I see that, like, what's stopping that dad from, like, wanting to go commit jihad against Israel? Yeah. He's, like, he's lost his whole life. He They're lost- making enemies. And it's, that's another thing of, like, why it's easier to just kill them all. Wait, <laughs> I'm not advocating for it, but it's, like... <laughs> One, like after this point there are so many people who have had their lives destroyed and their families killed it's like you don't get forgiveness you don't get peace like it's peace out of even though they're they hate you because they it's peace because they lost is the only way it's gonna happen you're not gonna have peace because they're always gonna remember this fucking country killed my family and blew up my house that's never going away you can't like make a deal out of that it's you killed my family fuck you until the day they die that's you you can't there's no forgiveness so, it, like, trying to resolve that issue, it's, you know, there's a certain extent of the population you will never, ever get them on your side. You have to wait for generations to come. You have to wait for new people who didn't have people die. It's like 9-11. Like, if your family died in 9-11, you will never, ever have mercy for any anybody who's a terrorist. Well, you'd hope. Uh, 
yeah. you would hope, but no, that's not how it's it. Not. Like, okay, after World War Two, it's like anybody who's German, it's like you. I saw you kill my best friend in the war. Fuck all of Germany. Fuck everybody. You and there's no forgiveness. You can't be like, oh, well, they had their reasons. Like my friend died. I don't give a shit about their reasons. Like, you know, I, I, there's a certain extent where it's like, I don't give a shit about logic. You killed my family. Fuck you. It, you know, and that's happening in Israel right now. That's it's happening. In, it's happening on both sides. But it's like, how do you get peace when you have an enormous proportion of the population who will never forgive you on both sides? Especially like Hamas, like going in and just like raping and pillaging and just yeah. Dude, Talk about bad PR, bro. Dude, that was horrible. Like babies being they're decapitated, killing, yeah, decapitated. Like that that concert where like three hundred people were like literally. Apparently, people were saying like they saw their friends like getting raped and then just sorry. This is very explicit stuff. Uh, I mean, warning, yeah. warning. Yeah, but yeah, and then literally just killing them on the spot right after. It's like. <laughs> you know, you, you don't really. Give yeah, and you a can't good. expect to be like, oh, we are being like put down by the Israeli government. It's like it doesn't matter how much you're being put down. It's not an excuse to go rape and kill people. Yeah, especially innocent civilians. Like if they killed military targets, that's one thing. But like just going and killing babies. Yeah, the, the whole the whole Arab world is like it doesn't say anything about you yeah. Know, like oh yeah, congratulations, you know you you, you, you hit Israel. Yeah, and then like. And then, oh, home gets blown up and, like, a family dies in Palestine. Like, But it's like, you, and that's the thing. You will never get those people to forgive. There is no peace, right? There's only, like, you keep them away from each other or one person is loose and forced to, like, agree to something, right? So it's like the Palestinians who had their kids killed, the Israelis who had their, their kids killed and their daughters raped. They're never going to forgive them. Unless Palestine has a gun to their head and says, stop fucking with us, they're never going to stop going after them. So that's why the solution just seems to be kill them all because you can't, you can't undo that, right? You can't. The only way to get those people to stop hating you is for them to die because they're never going to stop hating you. So how, you know, how do you resolve that? You can't. It, it's the only way unless time. Because then those people grow old. There's young people who didn't experience all the treachery and the atrocities of the other side. And then that's where the peace. Because it's like, you didn't wrong me. I don't know about that hatred that my, my parents have. That's where you can develop peace. But right now, all those motherfuckers are still alive who had all that shit done to them on both sides. The only solution, I, I'm not an expert at this by any means, but the only solution I see is that Israel goes in, they exterminate as much of Hamas as they can, and then you make Palestine an official state. And you, you just... It's going to happen again. And it's going to... Because all those people, all those, like, 15-year-olds, all those all those children who are going through this right now, they go through, they kill Hamas, all those kids are going to grow up and do the exact same thing. Oh, sorry. All those kids are going to grow up and be like, you killed my family, you blew up my city, and you won't let us have freedom. I'm going to go and commit well, jihad and kill give, all of you. you give them their own state... Then you can give some sort of man. I don't like. Maybe if you make their lives nice, which is a lot to expect because it hasn't happened in the past, right? The Palestinians aren't exactly living it up right now, and that's part of the reasons why it's like it's been decades and decades of them having like a shitty state where you know Israel they have blockades going on. That Gaza's been taken over by Israel multiple times. It's like there has never been a point where Israel lets Gaza like have a good time. And so, I mean, maybe if you make Gaza prosperous, then they'll have less incentive to go after you. Yeah. But do you, like, you're not going to get support for that in Israel. 
Be like, they killed my children. Why the fuck would I want them to be successful? I want, you know, they want to kill them all. You know, it's like after they bombed, after 9-11, you think anybody's like, oh, I want the terrorists to have a good life so they don't want to terrorize me anymore? No, it's like, I want to put a bullet in their head because they killed my family. That's, that's, because that's how people are, right? You're not going to, logic only goes so far. Yeah. So, you know, there's no, like at this point, there's not going to be a solution of, you know, everybody's going to all of a sudden be like, all right, let's be rational about this. <laughs> rational, it was gone decades ago. Now it's time for the animals to fight. And that's that's the way it's going to go. And then one's going to win and one's going to lose. And then we'll just have to see how it works out after that. But, you know, if people think like, oh, free Palestine, free Israel, blah, blah, blah. It's like, they're going to war. That's... The only reason Israel hasn't invaded yet is because of the threat of, like, Hezbollah up in the north because that's, you know, they're stretching themselves thin. I think that's what we're going to see. You know, it, the moment Israel invades Gaza, Hezbollah is going to start a whole thing in the north. And Biden said that we would get involved if if that happens. He said we will have U.S. troops help defend you. Not U.S. boots, but U.S. The US I thought military. they were, they're they mobilizing. They have, like, 2,000 soldiers getting ready yeah. to go over to the Middle East. Oh, they're yeah. saying, like, for aid, you know, for medical aid and strategic help, it's like okay. No, I, I think okay. I think once Hezbollah gets involved, the U.S. is just gonna bomb the crap out of Lebanon. And then, and then, if Hezbollah gets involved, then Iran is really gonna get involved. Yeah, and then, then, and then it's get, like fuck. We get dragged into the. You know, this is horrible to say. I was I was arguing someone about this. You know, this is horrible. But geopolitically, if we get in a conflict with Iran. It'd actually be really beneficial for us because it gives us a chance to dismantle any nuclear program they have. But at the same time, it would come at the cost of thousands of American lives. So I it's mean, not, that's not necessarily worth it. Because that's, no, but that's even like a separate, because this isn't, that's separate it's, from it's the whole a, Israel, Lebanon, yeah. like Palestine issue. Because then now we're going to Iran proper. We're going yeah. to Iran and we have to invade, because Iran is no small fry. That's mm. a full, like, you have to invade a real fucking country. It's yeah. not like Iraq. Where it's a bunch of jackoffs. Yeah, they had a big military, but like they had top ten military at the time when we invaded them in '03. But like, I, Iran is powerful. You have to respect Iran as much as you know. We're U.S. We're number one. Though there are some, there are motherfucker to be reckoned with. We're not gonna fight them without taking some licks. And that we take on, licks, but we'd still obliterate them. But that going on, and we have to support Ukraine. That's bad. That's and you know, bad. you see, we're going after these two motherfuckers. China, Taiwan. China is gonna take over Taiwan because <laughs> when our back is turned, when we're stretched too thin, that's when they're gonna come in. Because like you, t- people talk about Hitler fighting a two front war. We're gonna fight a three front war. I don't fucking think so, bro. And then you have even more. You have Serbia and Kosovo in the Eastern Europe. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. even know what the fuck the difference. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's the thing too, right? You talk about Colombia was putting pressure on Israel. It's like, what the fuck do they have to do with each other? They're on the opposite sides of the planet. They're not even like, do they trade? Why would they, you know, like you think about it, you think like a hundred years ago, you know, 1923, do you think anybody would give a shit about what Russia's doing to Ukraine? No, who gives a fuck? They're over there. We're over here. Like, why well, the that, fuck? That's, would that's I... what happened in World War One, World War Two. We appeased Germany and let them. But that was like the the Europeans allowed Germany <laughs> to take over those people. Yeah. It wasn't like, yeah, we didn't, we weren't doing anything. We were selling weapons probably to both sides. But like, we're minded. We were very isolationist. And then after globalization, now everybody's involved in everybody's shit. It's like there is no more minding your own fucking business. Which I think hopefully that starts up again because. 
man, like, you know, I care about humans, but at the end of the day, it's like, that's not my fight. Like, I don't, that whole conflict, that has nothing yeah. to do with me. This, this is very, you know, this is very controversial, but then in the day, Ukraine and Russia, that's a European conflict. Yeah. This should be, the majority of this should be financed from Europe, and it's not. And it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's interesting. I talk, like, even some liberals I talked to, you know, a lot of them were very, you know, very, 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 very pro- um, supporting Ukraine mm. and uh, and such like that, but then others are like, no, I don't want any war at all. Like it's 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 such a diverse issue. Mm-hmm. Like on the whole spectrum, people flip either one way or the other. It's uh, it's very perplexing. It's, but I think I think it's more more, but the the overwhelming majority are want war. I think I think there's such a disconnect between because like what like. Right, there was Iraq and Vietnam, but that wasn't nearly, like, the scale. Like, I don't know, because, you know, then come to think about it, like, we have had conflicts recently. But I know at least in my age, you know, our generation, it's like we have not experienced war. Most people aren't in the military. And so there's such a disconnect between saying, like, go to war, fuck them up, and then the reality of, like, when you're in, like, a, a gunfight, it's like, no. I'm no fucking way I want to be there. It doesn't matter, like... I could, you could die. You could and die a horrible death. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not as fun as I thought it was. You know, you think it's Call of Duty. It's like, yeah, because you've never been shot at before. Fuck that. Fuck that. No, I'm not going to get yeah, fucking shot. You ever shot. go paintballing before? You, you don't want to get shot. Yeah, no. Because you, you get, that's just a little ounce of taste of the fear of like, yeah. oh, fuck, oh, fuck. It's like, imagine if somebody's coming with a fucking knife to stab you. Like, just that, that, that feeling of you see somebody rushing at you with a knife and you're like, they're coming to fucking kill me. And if I don't do anything, they're that's what, exactly what they're going to do. There's no reasoning. There's no like, hey, you're a human. It's like, shut the fuck up. I'm going to stab your ass. Like, it's... And it's kind of crazy. Oh. Like, we're, we're just sitting here, you know, looking at what's going on in the world, not actually involved. But, in you know, when you read about it, in Ukraine and Russia, this is an actual, like, war. There's yeah. been, uh, you know, according to U.S. estimates and open source intelligence and leaked Russian documents, there's been around, like, 110, 120,000 killed russians mm. killed 120,000 and then 180,000 to 200,000 maimed mm. and of those the russian uh, this came up this last week like 50, there's a 50 percent amputee rate so like half those people are having you know amputated limbs and it's like an average of like two and a half limbs per person yeah like it's it's gruesome almost half a million probably both sides combined like a half a million people and by the time the conflict's over over a million that's like that's you know not World War Two level, but kind of kind of well, insane close. And that's like that's the strategy that has been the strategy of Russia since like you, you know you see it in World War Two is like the Battle of Kursk is like eight hundred thousand Russians died in one battle, two hundred thousand Nazis died. It's like the Russian strategy is throw bodies on top of it until they suffocate. Basically, it's like they just throw people. Yeah, you have better guns. Hey, you can't shoot us all. That's how the Russians work, and you're like. Just the amount of sheer death, and like these people are being forced to go into the military. It's like if you don't die on the field, you're gonna die right here, right now. Yeah, there's there's like a Russian offensive last week in the southern part of Ukraine. It's like the Donetsk region or whatever. This one tiny town, and like in one day, a thousand Russian soldiers just mm. killed. Just one, in this one town, a thousand. It was just like. It's like imagine everybody you know dying. <laughs> if you if you heard like a thousand U.S. soldiers dying, you like freaking out. You'd be like, what? Yeah. Like like that? Not that many people. Like a lot of people die in Iraq, but like 
it was not like thousands and thousands and thousands of people. It was like a couple thousand, which is yeah. substantial, but like compared to hundreds of thousands. <laughs> yeah. Like the United States, like we'd like to think that we won World War II, but if you think about like how many Russians died fighting the fucking Nazis, it's like, bro, you got to shut the fuck up. Like you don't realize like the price they paid. And so we can parade around acting like we're tough shit, but it's like, you know, once the U.S. actually experiences that level of casualty where it's like, you know, 20% of the population is killed, one in every five people you know is dead, then I think people are going to start to shut the fuck up. <laughs> bro, bro, it was actually insane how many Russians died. It was like tens of millions, right? Like 20 million. Tens of millions, bro. <laughs> and the Chinese, I think they, like, I don't remember if the Russians or the Chinese had more, but like, they had tens of millions of people murdered because like the Chinese, like they were fighting Japan before World War II proper broke out. Like Japan had been fucking with China for decades, bro. Just taking over land, just killing and like the rape of Nanking. Like they did terrible things to the Chinese. We don't fucking know anything about that, right? We're just like, oh, I hate the Japs because of Pearl Harbor. It's like, you know how many millions of people died before Pearl hey, Harbor the happened? Japanese gave us anime. They're, yeah. they're oh, best friends now. You're forgiven. Hey, yeah. why Tell that to China. Because you talk to any any Chinese or Korean person, and they're like, yeah, no, Japan, it's not really. They're like, it's in their like being. is like, fuck that. <laughs> fuck those people. Because it's, it's like a conflict that has gone on for so many decades, so many millions and millions of people. It's like those two people can never be together. You can never unite. It's definitely gotten better, you know, but... <laughs> it's gotten better. But it's like, all right, you know, you think about how much people hate China. It's like, right, the Vietnam War. We killed tons of Vietnamese. We tried to take them over. Hey, I don't and know if you saw this past month. We we just normalized relations with Vietnam and made some. I mean, that's deals okay. with them. It's kind I, of crazy. I didn't see that. But like, if you you know, people American tourists have been going to Vietnam for years, and yeah. it's like, why aren't you mad at us? It's like they're still mad at the Chinese. Like the Vietnamese are like, yeah, America that sucked for a little while, but it's like they've been hating China for hundreds of years, not just like ten or twenty years that the Vietnam War was. So like. I don't like once people start to experience real war I think people forgot you know people really forgot what what it's like to experience just this the terrifying nature of war all the losses the just horror and the pain and now we're gonna get a wake-up call because we're acting like it's not a real thing I need to talk with Vietnam for arms deal that could irk China. Uh oh. Yeah. yeah so U.S. Go. U.S. and Vietnam working together against. Dude, the U.S. is working with everybody right now against China. The containment. Oh yeah. Is next level. And China the, fucking the, hates it. Yeah, the decoupling from China to Vietnam, India, Cambodia, driving them nuts. That's good. That's good. I mean, but okay, right? To talk about Taiwan, you know, it's like why? Why the fuck do I care about? Okay, like, we, we, it's inner China conflict. It's if, intra or intra China. If, if Taiwan didn't like produce ninety percent of the world's like advanced, nobody would give shit. a fuck. Nobody would. Okay, but the thing is, it's, Taiwan also has a really big strategic importance. I was watching this military video. Where, mm. Like, if you break down like an embargo on China, mm. like, if there's a like, global conflict in the U.S. is odds of China. Mm-hmm. China is completely surrounded by U.S. allies. Like, yeah. South Korea, Japan, uh, Australia, Philippines, the South. Like completely surrounded, and the only thing keeping them out of the Pacific is Taiwan. Yeah. So it is a key piece of any embargo that the U.S. would have. Like, China would be completely contained. Mm-hmm. And so once you le- once you don't have that leverage, you know, China's access to the Pacific is just essentially... Yeah, there's a gap. They have a yeah. gate. They can go right through. Yeah. But, I mean, because it's just like, why... 
Why do I care? (laughs) You know, it's the same thing like Ukraine. Why are we fighting Ukraine to contain Russia? Why are we fighting for China? Because, you know, or fighting for Taiwan? Because once we, like the CHIPS Act, once we spin up and we start making our own chips at home, there's going to be a lot less incentive to care what China does to Taiwan. And that's the one thing where it's like, and, and, and people say it's like the, the China conflict has to happen now because they have like a population that's going to collapse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their economy's having all these problems. So it's like, yeah. we're not going to be able to see what it's like to ha- make our own chips, stop caring about Taiwan, and then when China invades, see what's going to happen. Because they're going to invade within the next like five years, basically. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, they're really trying to ramp up that chip production. It's like, Three to four hundred billion dollars yeah. being invested in the U.S. right now for that. Like, but like, it takes like a decade. <laughs> funny, I, was, that I, shit. I was talking to one of my Chinese buddies, and actually one of my family members about this, like twenty nineteen, about and like how there's going to be a pu- this. The, you, you're starting to see a push in the U.S. Mm. for bringing back this technology. We started banning, you know, importation of a bunch of technology from China. You mm. start seeing a lot of decoupling, and then COVID just absolutely pushed it over yeah. the push over the edge we're seeing all this advanced technology coming back to the u.s because that's when it's like you know the chain you know it was we were in a dark room and the chains were kind of slowly curling around our neck and then covid was like a flash of lightning and then all of a sudden we see we're like what the fuck we're covered in chains holy shit like we got to get the fuck out of here and that's where people started realizing like oh shit everything is made in china because it was like this happened in the past like 20 years this wasn't how yeah. it was you know like yeah. china's economy has spiked up since the 90s it wasn't yeah. jack shit yeah before that and so it's like now we're finally realizing like oh all this cheap shit is coming at a cost this yeah. you know you're not getting this labor cheap for no reason like they're taking advantage of of our lack of wanting to work and our, our cheapness but yeah you're right in the fact that china is in a predicament right now because their population wow. their population their real estate market they're yeah, they don't have the replacement their gdp is less than it was supposed to be so the planning of the economy is all skewed people are reporting fake numbers because in china they don't want to be able to say like 22 percent unemployment rate for, for young people man like, dude it is the next five years are going to be really consequential for- i think you know like they say like history rhymes and at this point like to me it seems very similar to world war ii where it's like everybody has all these treaties everybody's kind of lining up and picking a side yeah and they're just waiting they're just waiting for the starting gun to be like all right crazy fight world war three is like and that's 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 something it's so like terrifying and it's sad it's like at this point it's not a matter of like oh i hope we don't get in world war ii it's like it's one of these days is happening. I just and hope nukes like, aren't involved. I hope bro, we're not involved. Man, we didn't even <laughs> make it to 100 years. Nukes are gonna get involved, <laughs> man. Yeah, I'm trapped in gauge. It's, and that, bro, it's terrifying. Because, like, we're going to war. We're going to war, Nathan. <laughs> Nathan uh, no. Man. What? Unless the fucking aliens come down, halt, you know, stop everything. Maybe, maybe not nuclear war. Maybe not nuclear war. Man, that's only gonna last... You know, you know, it's only, it's... We why, not, why do nuclear war that ends the world? Why? It, no point. Because it's going to come down to a point where it's like, we can't do anything except nuke you. And it's like, you think, like, after, you know, China has all this defeat, right? There's no... China, 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 they're getting beaten China, back by Taiwan. China, I don't think China would ever use nukes. My, my concern is I Russia. I could see them nuking Taiwan as just like a board flip. Same thing, yeah, Russia. They're losing Ukraine. Fucking board flip. 
Okay. Like, especially like all these old authoritarian, like Putin and Xi. It's like, what is their legacy? It's going to end with a failure. These are old men. They don't, you know, they're yeah. they're they're very isolated. You better they're hope gonna, they just die young. But or, no. I mean, not die young. Better hope they just die. Yeah, it's <laughs> never that convenient. It's going to get to a point where if they see the writing on the wall, they're going to be like, "Fuck this," and they're going to hit the button. And and because that's all it's. Hey, but are they gonna hit the button to the U.S.? Are they gonna maybe send- not the U.S. But I could see them nuking Ukraine or nuking Taiwan just okay. as a fuck you. As long as they don't nuke us. <laughs> I mean, it's selfish, but I mean, I'd rather get nuked last. But like, it's also we don't know that for sure because that could be too. It's like, oh, you're you know, you the U.S. has been meddling in all of our affairs. You know what? Fuck you, U.S. We're gonna nuke you. Yeah, you're gonna beat us in this war, but you, you know, you're not getting out alive. We're gonna just nuke everybody because fuck. It's like. If you're losing, if you're like, I'm going to die, I'm going to take you with me. That's what's going to go down. Because, like, these are not people. Dude, nobody, people- nobody, nobody's dying in this situation. It's just, no, it's it's just these power heads not. No, no, no. If Xi Jinping or Putin wages a war with the U.S., it's like the mission is going to be know, take the head off the snake. That's what they're. You think people are going to be like, oh, we came to peace with Putin. Is he still alive? He's going to retire. It, it's, I don't think it's going to end that way. It's going to be like, we have to kill those motherfuckers. <laughs> How did World War end? How did World War II end? Uh, we killed Hitler. Hitler killed himself. Mussolini shot himself. Or did he? And then, you know, fucking Stalin kind of fucked off. The Japanese guy, you know, he didn't kill himself, but we blew up two cities. Like, you know. Well, we, 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 they killed Mussolini and the citizens Mus- did. Yeah, no, it was like some invaders came and killed Mussolini. Like, and then Hitler. He was made, Hitler made him like the new puppet head. Like, he, they took, the government took power away from Mussolini, and then fucking Hitler came down, and he, he, like, all the fascists up north came and stole, they took Mussolini, they jailbroke him, and then they're like, now you come be the dictator of this part that we took over, and he's like, oh, okay, guys, I mean, I fucked it up the first time, and then finally, I think it was, like, Russians or something came in, and they found him, and they fucking killed him. He didn't kill himself, but, like, no, it, it, it it's gonna end up. It's gonna be like we gotta kill these motherfuckers, and they're, once they see that either you know they're gonna die or their legacy's gonna go down as the guy who ruined China or the guy who ruined Russia, they're gonna flip the board and say, you know what? I'm gonna take the U.S. down with me. I'm gonna send as many nukes as possible, and even if we get 99% of them, one nuke slips through, that's a city gone, gone. I was gonna say um, the other, it was this week uh, a U.S. nuclear submarine, one of our biggest ones, holds like 34 nuclear warheads or whatever. It surfaced in the middle of the South China Sea, right by Philippines, to get resupplied. Kind of just like a big middle finger to China. <laughs> like, no, think about it. Like, you know, China makes all these threats, and all of a sudden you just see U.S. nuclear submarine just pop up Bro. right in your backyard. You know, it's like, it's it just, like, it goes to show. The, it, like, you think about it like two big dudes, right? And one dude's like, like, he stands up and he's like, that's right, bitch. Like, you're not going to fight me. He's like, eventually that little guy is going to be dumb. And he's going to throw a punch, okay? And the moment that is like, man, that punch could be a nuclear missile. You know, it, 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 you know, people think it's like, no, we're too logical. We would never go that far. It's like, people are idiots. What are you talking about? I mean, we almost had World, World War III in the 60s with the Cuban crisis. Yeah. Like, it, was that, it was that one nuclear submarine. He was going to, he was going to, um, it was a Russian commander. That ordered a, a nuclear strike from a submarine onto the U.S. fleet hmm. um, south of Florida, or whatever, whatever it was in the Atlantic, and they wanted to send they wanted to send a nuclear torpedo or missile and blow up like a whole navy fleet, and it was one officer, one officer that um, the officer of the submarine that decided not to send the missile. 
You only get lucky so many times, bro. <laughs> bro. That's that's terrifying. You've heard that story, right? I've heard that story. I've heard the story of like some Russian guy saw like something on the radar and he was supposed to fire the nuclear missiles and then he didn't and it turned out that was like a false alarm. Yeah. I've heard of I motherfuckers they drop nuclear bombs on the US accidentally, US planes, and luckily they it yeah. wasn't fucking. Yeah, it's, like, armed. it's like North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, dude. And people are like, no, nah, we'd never go to nuclear war. It's like, bro, we've been lucky. You're fucking dumb if you think it's not going to. Like, it, it, it. to me, in my mind, it's not a matter of if, it's when. We just, as humans, we can't not fuck up for that long. You only get so long. I think, I, I think the one grain of salt, that, like a positive for the U.S., is that we're militarily so advanced. There is there is a sense uh, there is a sense that we have anti nuclear missile technology. Oh, we better fucking have, but it's not it's never going to be a hundred percent. Like even the Iron Dome, right? They yeah, have anti missile technology. Yeah, it won't be hundred percent, but but just a couple cities will get nuked. Oh, that's that's nice. I mean, that's better than the move to <laughs> Iowa. They're not going to nuke. Don't worry. I mean, if you th- if you think about it, though, it's better than nothing. Like it's better than it's the better, whole no, U.S. It's, it's better than nothing. I mean, that's why. Um, you see the whole UAP thing coming out, right? And, like, there's talks of, like, oh, either it's alien technology we don't know anything about or it's this super advanced government program of, yeah, like, this yeah. is more advanced than anything. And I'm hoping so much that we just have the, the best, like, we, hyper technology. We, we have some crazy technology, because, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure. You know, you, you hear about, like, the F-35. They lost one. The trillion-dollar jet. It took a trillion dollars to develop these jets, and they lost one. It's like, first of all, why the fuck did it go down in the first place? What malfunction made the jet blow up? And then second of all, it's like, why the fuck did you lose it? It's like, you can't put a goddamn fucking Apple AirTag on that <laughs> shit. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, it was a $100 million jet, but yeah. But like, no, but yeah. the program cost a trillion dollars. Yeah. But like, you just sit in there and you're like... We can spend all the money we want. It doesn't mean we're getting quality. You know, you pay like 10, you know, you could pay $1,000 for a Gucci shirt. It's not that much better of a t-shirt. It's like, okay, we could pay a trillion dollars for a jet program. How much better is the jet going to be? We still use fucking jets from the 60s. We use F-15. Have you seen the new stealth bombers the U.S. released? Uh, what, the, like, not the B-2, something above the B-2. Yeah, B-21s, whatever. Apparently the specs on them are like... Insane. I fucking hope so. World technology, bro. Like they have, they have missile systems developed in and like and like platforms in the ship built for future technologies that don't exist yet. But like, because <laughs> well, these so jets last, you know, like decades. Yeah. But, but you got to think about too. It's like the maintenance on these jets. Because I, I got I got a buddy. He works in the Air Force. He's like, yeah, they're always broken. They're always. He's like, he's like, we only send them up when they're less broken. They're an acceptable amount of broken. They can fly and leak some fluid. It's okay. And then they come back when they're too broken, and then we fix them. And so it's like the best thing they have. I think it was like the F fifteen, because that jet is like uber jet. But it's like it takes twice as much time in getting repairs as it does flight time. So it's like for every hour you're in the air, two hours worth of maintenance has to go down. Some of these new jets, it's like 10 hours worth of maintenance. It's like they're like only 30% of the time they can get, be in the fucking air because of how complicated they are, how much like bullshit maintenance you have to do on these fucking planes. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like German engineering. It's like, oh, BMW, it's the fastest car. It's so perfect. It's like, yeah, but it breaks down every 15 minutes. A fucking Honda Civic, you, you can't break that shit if you tried. You know, it's a brick. But you can't break a fucking brick. So it's like, same thing with the AK-47. It's like, it shoots bullets and it never breaks. 
That's better than some hyper-precise sniper because the sniper is going to fucking break and then you're going to get shot by the 20 <laughs> dudes with the AK-47 because it costs as much to make 20 AK-47s as it does one of these fucking snipers. So it's, it's, it's like... And that's why, like, the tanks, right? The Germans in World War II, their tanks were far superior to the Sherman tanks, but the only reason that the Americans had tank superiority is because we made a fuck ton of Shermans. It's like, yeah, we got 10,000 Shermans. Go ahead, blow up half of them. We don't care. You know, that's what wins. It's not a matter of having the best technology. It's having as many motherfucking things as you can, and you just throw shit at them. That's the Russian way. You know, the... I guess the one perk is that, yeah, we have all these expensive, you know, planes and everything, but on the other side, we have shit ton of We no. have so many. And you think of, like, dude, I saw this story about, like, like the way they decided camo. Like, you know about, like, uh, modern camos, like, they call it Digicam, I'm sure uh-huh. you've seen it. They spent, like, $100 million when they were switching camo from, like, the old style, what they had, like, in Vietnam. They were, like, looking for the new camo. Mm-hmm. They had 10 camos. They determined the best one. And they were like, all right. We're going to start making that. They go to this executive. He comes back. He's like, no, no, no. We're going to go with Digicam. It wasn't even in the top 10 things. They wasted $100 million picking out the best camo, and then they went and picked a random one that had nothing to do with any of that technology. You're like, what the fuck? They did They did something with assault rifles, right? They were looking for something to replace the N16. They were like, we want double accuracy. They spent hundreds of millions of dollars paying like four different people to develop brand new guns, right? They had guys who had like, they were like, oh, instead of brass, it uses plastic. They had one gun that was developed. It had like a mini grenade launcher on top and then a gun on the bottom. And they, and like all of these things were so complicated and so expensive. And then they realized like, oh, we could just put a scope on the, on the M16 and it makes it twice as accurate. So they spent millions of dollars getting these people to make brand new guns, and they're like, oh, nah, we're just going to buy scopes. And so they just wasted all this fucking money developing all these guns, and they never used it. It's like, there's so much waste in the military. There's so That's many, crazy. Dim- like, we spend the most money. Good for us. There's diminishing returns with spending the most money. Like, the British Navy was the best Navy in the world, and we beat them. We didn't spend the most money in that fucking war. I mean, yeah, we got help from France, but it's like, there's certain things where it's like numbers aren't the best, you know. Like yeah. you can you can pay as much money. Oh, I spent ten million dollars on this jet. It's like, hey, it gets shot down just like any other jet. You know. <laughs> you know they've been talking a lot recently about you know the air air. Um, oh my gosh, what do you call it? Air superiority. Air carriers. What do you call them? Air uh, aircraft carriers. Aircraft carriers. You know, we have like eleven of them. Done three more. And how like they're moving them around the world right now, especially Mediterranean for mm-hmm. Israel and everything. I was reading about, like, you know, the technology and the, the, the manpower and capabilities of, like, one aircraft carrier strike group. And, like, dude, these, these, these groups, they have, like, more power, like, than an entire country. Yeah. It's kind of, it's insane. Like, they're, they're basically, like, for, like, fortresses in the middle of the sea. Yeah. Like, like these, these ships aren't sitting ducks. They have, like, thousands of anti-missile defense oh, technologies, yeah. like, anti-torpedo technology, like, anti, like, just like there's more everything. planes on one of those ships than like a lot of countries entire air forces <laughs> yeah. have like, cause, like you'll see it it's like oh yeah Libya has 26 MiGs and you're like that's it like, Air- aircraft carrier planes. has like 70 yeah you're like what? <laughs> one aircraft carrier we just wipe these motherfuckers <laughs> out but like uh, yeah it's insane because it's like that amount of power is not it's unprecedented yeah. you know he's like look the only country that comes even close is like China has like two aircraft carriers now mm. and they're like kind of 
inferior mm-hmm. and and russia has had like one carrier for like 30 years that's like had fires every two years yeah. it's costing like 50 billion dollars like it's in the scrap pile right now but like, we're like the only country that basically has yeah. these full force of aircraft carriers china's getting there though it's kind of it's i mean scary. they technically have more ships than us they have, I, they have more ships than us but we're making up for that in other yeah areas. i've heard like they have more like smaller ships and shit stuff yeah. like but like also if you look at some of the um some of the ships, like I heard, I think it's called the LCS, right? They're like, oh, we need this new destroyer developed. So they got two different companies to develop these ships, right? <laughs> these ships cost a fuck ton of money. Since they're developed by two different people, you can't interchange parts. You have to train two people separately to fix them. And these things suck. Like they burn through fuel. They have such small fuel tanks and they rust to shit. They oh, break yeah. down all the, the time. This is the one they're cycling out of the military, I think. I think uh, they just, like, it just came out and they're like, yeah, this is dog shit. We don't want this. Like, yeah. There's 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 some navy carrier out there that like their the shelf life has been reduced by half mm. by the military because they don't like it at all. Yeah, there's so many things of like this is garbage. We spent so much money on it and it actually doesn't work. I, I guess the only perk of throwing so much money out there is it's keeping us so far ahead of our competitors. That's what we like, hope. We, That's we, what the promise is. If, if we, we lose, lose we are. then it's like fuck you, people. <laughs> we wasted trillions of dollars on you, and then you don't. We don't win. <laughs> what a disappointment. That would be. But if, if you see our our. our you know, military military capability. <laughs> it's kind of insane. You know, it's they in- have like blade rockets. Have you seen that? They use that to like assassinate people in Syria. It's a <laughs> rocket that just has a bunch of fucking knives on it, so it doesn't blow up and has civilian casualties. It's just a fucking. It's a sword with a rocket attached to it. <laughs> right? Yeah, let's do that. Why fuck it? Like on a side note, we have you know, because I know we're talking about these missiles and everything. And meanwhile, healthcare is like not yeah. even. <laughs> okay. a shit about that. Back to the missiles. Ah. Well, it's like, because, like, those are the top three most expensive things is Medicare, Medicaid, Social, Social Security, and the military. military. And, like, the Pentagon has failed. They've, they've done five audits in history. They failed every <laughs> single one. They're like, yeah, we don't know where $400 <laughs> trillion dollars went. Like, or $400 billion went. You're like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? We don't know. You're like, how the fuck do you not, like, there's no receipts for $400 billion? Are you insane? Half a trillion dollars? You don't know where the fuck it goes? We spend nearly a trillion dollars a year on the goddamn military. You're like, how? What are we buying? What is so expensive? It's like, oh, we need golden planes now. Why? It's like, well, we for morale. We want them to look cool. People don't like it. Like, I, uh, you're just like, man, I hope it's worth it. That's the thing. It's like, maybe it's like, oh, the people in the government, they know better than us. You know, maybe it's like. We look at this expensive price tag, but it's going to be worth it because we spent all these trillions of dollars on alien ships and they're faster than anything and they defy the laws of physics. <laughs> I hope so. But the way it's looking, I'm like, these idiots put it in their pocket and they're like, oh, military's really good. The, the, the only ounce of me that makes me like really appreciate all this is that I think it is a big deterrent. Like how, you know, it's scary and uh, uh, prominent our military is deterring... Actors like it's China. deterred a lot, you know. Yeah, I'm sure China would have taken over Taiwan if it wasn't for us, <laughs> yeah. and like all of our allies. I'm sure Russia would have gone a lot Russia, farther. Russia would have taken over all of Ukraine if the U.S. didn't. I mean, yeah, rally. fund their whole fucking economy. We we are their military. What are you talking? <laughs> they would have rolled them over if it wasn't for us. But like, you know, as much of a deterrent as it is, we kind of act like assholes because we have this giant gun, and now it's kind of like. 
you know, we're we're fucking around and we're gonna find out. Like, you know, we might I win, think, but no, we're not gonna come out unscathed. No, but the, okay, ever since we started playing on the Middle East, we've got we got a lot more docile on the world stage. Like, we're not. We haven't been. When did we stop the? We stopped the Middle East like two years ago, bro. We just got out of Afghanistan. We, we've mean? been pulling out troops since like 2016, since the yeah. end of Obama years. We've been pulling troops out ever since you know the end of ISIS and everything. But like, it hasn't been that long, man. And we just got it. Now we're getting right into you. It's like when no, have the, we we're, not we're, we're been not, doing? We're, gonna, we're not gonna send U.S. boots. When have we not been like okay from 1900? We do World War One. World War Two, Korean War, Vietnam, Vietnam War, War, fucking, we do all this the fucking, desert, stale, yeah, desert Storm, Desert Storm, not to mention fucking Iraq. what we blew up like Bosnia, all that shit. Bill Clinton was involved with oh, that, yeah, all that yeah. bullshit. Bosnia, yeah, Middle East. We started with Desert Storm because that was all like the Kuwaitis, then 9/11, Iraq, Afghanistan. We just got out of Afghanistan. I'm sure we were trailing up. We just got out. What? One year. One year. We were like, we're cool, and they're like. Nah, man, we can't do that. We're back, Ukraine. Let's fucking go. You know, it's like, what can we like? We run on war. We run like our number. Like we're the number one arms dealer in the entire world. (laughs) Number one military in the entire world. You should look at a a a world map of just like just U.S. bases of all blank of U.S. bases. It is absurd. We have bases in like 128 countries, and I think the amount of money we spend on financing. Bases around the world—it's like two hundred billion dollars a year. Yeah, that's how much expenditure that could fully fund, you know, our whole healthcare system. Because they're little cities. Like it's like—is there any? What you think the UK would let us would have a base on American land? We'd say fuck (laughs) you, no goddamn way. We got bases. We got bases in Europe, Germany. We We got got bases in. We got bases in Africa. We got bases. We got bases fucking everywhere. We got bases in Korea. We got bases here. We got bases there. It's kind of crazy. It's it is crazy. It's crazy. I mean, that's the whole reason why we own Hawaii. You know that, right? It's like, they're like, oh, a perfect port in the middle of the Pacific? Yeah, we're going to take that over. All the Hawaiians were like, we're our own country. We're like, ah, no, 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 you're not. We own you now. What, like, 1951, you're, you're ours now. Wait, yeah. No, what year? What year was... I don't I like idiot. I don't know. It was sometime in the I know in the eighteen hundreds some American like bought a whole fucking island. Like there's been there's an island that nobody can go on because like uh, some family has owned it since like eighteen fifty something. Um but like I don't cause we like we annexed it for a while and then we didn't make it a real state, but it was still like a territory. Like we leased the port for a while. I don't, I don't know the whole history of Hawaii, but like yeah. So you so you, yeah. So you see that in that map, all the U.S. bases, and then you look at Russia and China. Where Russia, mm. I think they have like I don't know if they even have one. Maybe like like three or f- I, I there's one there's one place over. Um, I don't know if you weren't know where Djibouti is. It's like right yeah, below. No, 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 no. The thing is, I was about, I was gonna get that next. Mm. China. Only has like two international bases, and it's one's in Djibouti on the on the coast of Africa uh-huh. because they owe them so much in debt, and like they they all got the rights to a port. Well, it's in, and it's because of the Persian Gulf's right there, and they want to secure trade because they get all their fucking energy is imported. So yeah. that's the whole thing of like cutting off the Strait of Malacca. It's like. You fuck China up. You just cut off that straight. No energy for you. Russia. Russia. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. That's why they're getting real. That's why they're building those pipelines. And that's the thing is like, all right, if we go to war before those pipelines are built, I mean, that's good. The longer you wait, 
the, the more fucking gas they're getting, man. China and Russia together is just not... And it's weird because, like, India is kind of, like, buddy-buddy. But, like, India and China and, like, India and Russia are kind of allies because India used to be communist. But, like, China is, like, taking land from India. Like, Oh, China and India not, hate each other. But they're in the bricks together. And you're like, yeah, how is that working? Yeah, you know, economically-wise. But if you look at all, dude, all the things in the past five years India has done to counter China, mm-hmm. it's, it's significant. I mean, the land skirmishes, there's a new deal that India just implemented with the U.S. to make land routes from the Middle East, India to Europe, to strengthen mm. ties with the West. And everything they're doing everything they can to counter China, bringing in manufacturing into India, mm. not going to the G20 conference in China despite them, and Xi not going to the conference in India despite despite them. Like outside of BRICS, they've done they're 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 going in completely different directions. It's weird because like different. India's kind of like they're playing both sides. Like they seem like the the third system kind of thing. You know, they're not part of the reds versus the blues. They're kind of the greens over there. The like, green. hey guys, like don't worry about us. You know, I think when the time comes, like we're gonna have some troops over there. You know, hanging out, going through Nepal. But you know, <laughs> I I don't know, man. It's like, but you know, if you look at a map, I think you and I could both do this. You'd be like. This is going to be red. This is going to be blue. This is going to be red. You can go over almost every country. I mean, Africa, you're kind of like, I don't know what's going on over there. But like, it's such a... Well, because they don't have enough of an industrial base to be like a big factor. Like, like resources-wise, they're important. But like, when, you, when you're talking about war, it's like the effect that Africa can have like militarily on us, I think it's so minor that that's why they're kind of excluded. Even but, though most of them would, you know, they side with China on all of I think a lot of them would side with China or with Russia because they had, like, the like the Wagner group is mercenaries down there, like, <laughs> quashing rebellions. <laughs> but, like, that again, too, like, they have such a history, or, like, even right now, there's so much internal conflict, so many civil wars going on right now, that they're kind of going to be busy. They're like Spain in World War II. It's like, they're busy with their own thing. They got their civil war going on. Like, we would help, but, like, ah, you know, we don't have a whole country right now, so, like, don't look at us. But... I mean, I think they're they're definitely going to be like some countries are going to get involved just because like strategically, just location wise. It, is, it might not even be the U.S. and China ever get in conflict with each other. It could be the China and India get in conflict together first. I can honestly see that. I I don't like it. Just doesn't seem like there's as much of a contested area as Taiwan. I don't know what That's the Taiwan That's for true. India and That's China true. is. Yeah, the, India wouldn't get drawn to a conflict over Taiwan, but in the future, India can get a conflict with China over you know the South China Sea or you know the, the territory. disputed territories in the north. Like what yeah. they're trying to take over Kashmir. India's <laughs> like, we're busy fighting Pakistan over Kashmir. What the fuck are you doing over here? <laughs> yeah. you know? And there's that whole thing of, like, Pakistan is almost having, like, a civil war going on. It's like, they have nukes. Yeah. Dude, I was, I was talking with um, a family member about this. Pakistan India, if it's not Russia, they'll be the first countries to use nukes on each on. Oh, yeah. Like, Luckily, like, Pakistan doesn't have the range, but you get one crazy motherfucker in, the pa- in Pakistani power, and they nuke India, and then India's gonna, everybody's gonna be looking at us, because we're the guy. We're we are not dog. getting involved. We're not. I, right. I, you I, think talked we so, won't get involved? We not, gotta get involved in everything. Not, besides, I argue you about this. A nuclear conflict between India. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. India and Pakistan. We would not get involved Man. in that. We would not draw ourselves into nuclear conflict over two countries that are not even our allies. Maybe not immediately, but like if they start bringing people in, I could see like especially if Russia gets involved with in supporting Pakistan. Do you think Russia would support Pakistan? Yeah, they're buddy buddy. They're, 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 they're India, friends. India and Russia are buddy-buddy. Although, buddy. you know, you know what else? 
Pakistan and us have been having deals because they've been giving us ammunition for Ukraine. Because we're spending all our ammunition. Pakistan makes a fuck ton of ammo. So we're like paying them. We're like, hey, make us some ammo. And we'll give you money because their economy is shitting the bed because nobody's going to loan them any money anymore. So we're like, all right, we'll give you money because you're going to fuck We're cordial. Out. We're cordial with them. We, but we would not we're, get we're, involved in a, in a war between them. Man. And also, too, because like in Afghanistan, they allowed the Taliban to come in. That's where the Taliban would run out of Afghanistan into Pakistan. We're like, yeah. oh, we don't want to touch Pakistan. And then, you know, and then once we, you know, like kind of recede, then the Taliban comes right back into fucking Afghanistan. It's, I, I don't know, like, I don't know exactly what the Pakistani government is. I thought they were pseudo-communism, something with communism or something like that. But I'm pretty sure them and Russia are kind of buddy-buddy in some it's extent. Sacrifice my life in Pakistan! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give my life in Pakistan! Oh, please! Pakistan number one! I can see that 21st century, you know, Pakistan. Like, because it's the same thing. It's like, right? It's like you, Russia versus Ukraine. It's like, we might not go and fight Russia on Ukrainian ground, but it's like, we're gonna get involved, especially if India. Like India has their own money, so they can kind of do their own thing. They don't need us, but there's gonna be something where like people are gonna be looking at us, like, "Are you gonna get involved in this?" You know, it's it is very unlike the U.S. to sit back and be like, "You guys resolve your own conflict." Except like there's some in Ethiopia they're having a civil war right now, which I'm pretty sure the U.S. has gotten involved in to a certain extent, even though we keep our fucking mouths shut. But we are flying motherfuckers from Djibouti. Down into Ethiopia, blowing up whatever is going on with the rebels. We got Eritrea. Nobody talks about them. There's a fucking, like, they call it the North Korea of Africa because they got some crazy dictator in there. Like, nobody talks about that. What about Myanmar? Nobody said jack shit. They had a fucking coup in 2020. You're the genocide of Myanmar. Yeah, bro. I mean, but, like, Myanmar's hat, like, the military's always taking over the. They're, they do that all the time. Like, that's their, that's their move. But, like,. Nobody said jack shit. I didn't even know until I saw like a YouTuber talk about. I'm like, wait, what? What happened? There's so many wars going on right now in in Africa. Like the whole Sudan thing, Sudan, and then there was another country that recently had um that had a. I mean, Libya is still a shithole. Like Libya is still going. Like they're fucking crazy. They just like Egypt had a, is now back to like an authoritarian like military dictatorship kind of deal going on because they had their whole fucking rebellion in 2013. That's right. And now we're talking with that guy because we got to deal with him. It's like are we friends? And we're we're buddy buddy with Egypt. I mean we we give them funding but like we're not exactly best friends. You know, it's like it's a deal. It's not it's like Jordan. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. we got a deal. But yeah. they're not our friends, you know. There are acquaint- friendly acquaintances. <laughs> Our only friends are in Europe who desperately <laughs> want us to... Yeah, I mean, UK, because we speak the same language, like, eh, you know. Like, the UK wouldn't be shit without fucking Russian money. Like, they're just a big finance hole. They don't They do not do anything. What does the UK make besides McLaren? Dude, I, th- I think, like... I think, like, the... Um, the weapons. But. What's it called when, like, the average citizen's GDP or whatever, the... GDP per capita? Or, or not per capita, whatever it was. It's, like, less than Poland now. <laughs> the UK? Yeah. Well, I mean, Poland's up and coming because they're, know, like, the know, manufacturing base of, of Europe right but still, now. still, this is Britain. This yeah. is Britain. They used to be the big dog. Britain. That's the and thing that scares me, too, is, like, the U.S. is, like, we're the king right now. It's, like, look what happened to last king. They're just a fucking little island. They have fish and chips. That's going to be us soon. Because the U.S. Uh, I don't think so because we have 
We have so many. We have such a geographic advantage, but the thing is, is like we have to stay united in order for that to be effective. Because if you know there was a civil war before, if there's a civil war and the U.S. actually splits, there goes our power, US bro. Never split. U.S. Will never what split. What are you talking about, bro? <laughs> Half the country—it's literally a 50-50 divide in ideals of the country. Just I mean, I, geographically, I, 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 don't think, I don't think it's that divided. It's not important. It's not like. We are divided on our ideas, but I think it's not as big a deal as, like, slavery was to where it'd be worth, you know, like, going to a civil war. But it's curious how it's, like, it is a 50-50 political divide of, like, you go here, this is what pretty much everybody thinks. Although, like, California, right, people say it's a blue state. It's like, there's a lot of red people in California. So it's kind of spread out. But it's interesting, like, the difference between the metropolitan and rural politics. It's very much, like... You could you can like bet money on what people believe. I think it's so interesting because it really is a different lifestyle. Like I've been reflecting on this. When you live in a metropolitan metropolitan city life, mm-hmm. it's different. You're oftentimes using public transportation. You have grocery stores and everything. Like life is different. But you live in rural America. Like some people farm their own food. They hunt with their own rifles. They yeah. don't have public transportation. They have you know all these antiquated antiquated laws. Like life. Like life is different, yeah. And I think it's it's difficult to make laws and society around such different ideals. But and like the community is different, like because like in a small town, it's like one everybody knows everybody. Yeah. A lot of people they go to church because like church is a lot yeah. more popular in smaller areas. It's in like schools is it, everything is so much small versus like in a city, it's like your neighbor you're like fuck him. I don't want to talk to my neighbor versus in a small town, it's like oh yeah, Gary and I go way back. You know, it's like. Total, the culture is yeah. so different. It's, it's like it's like much different, you know. You know, tapping the guns here for a second, like having a rifle when you live in a rural area mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, it's very normal and stable. But like, if you're, if you're walking through, uh, you know, a subway in New York with a rifle, it's yeah. like, why? Like, well, it's, yeah, because like you know, people go hunting. People got to deal with wild animals out there. You got to, yeah. you know, you're so far from the police that you got to protect yourself yeah. too in rural areas. Versus like, if you're in downtown, it's like. You have this gun because you're going to shoot a person. Why are you going to shoot them? Are you crazy and you're just going to shoot them because you're against them? Or is it like for protection? That's something. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's why it's just such a divide. And then you have suburbia, which is like literally in the middle because it makes sense. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you have a taste of both. But I, th- I think yeah. I think that's why there's such a, such a divide. But Man, it is... <sighs> it's, it's exhausting. <laughs> you're like, fuck, we are so... You know, we're not fucked, I guess. Like, you can't... No, we're fucked. It's depressing to say we're fucked, but it's like, man, it's gonna suck, bro. You know, like, our kids will have it better, but, like, bro, it's gonna suck, man. We have have it great. We we really do. For now. Our country's had it great for the past, what? 80 years. Yeah, ever since World War II, we've had it great. And it can still be great for the rest of the century, but we have to avoid nuclear conflict. I think that's the biggest thing. Man. We have to maintain our... You know, we have to maintain our competitive advantage when it comes to advanced technology. That's why it's so important. Like this week, this is yesterday or two days ago. A lot of stuff happening the last two weeks. I keep saying this. Always been popping off. A lot of stuff, but the first time since the fifties, I think. Yeah, maybe the first time. I think maybe the first time ever where the heads of all five intelligence agencies of the five secret eyes. I think it's called. Yeah, the five eyes. The five eyes. Um, the Britain's MI six, MI five. 
um, New Zealand, Australia's intelligence intelligence agencies, <laughs> whatever they do, <laughs> and then Canadian intelligence agencies. Well, Australia is really important. Hmm. Um, we have like new, nuclear silos and stuff like that. Yeah, we, we just gave them a lot of nuclear subs because the AUKUS agreement. We started yeah, trading yeah. with them a lot of nuclear stuff. Yeah, but the secret eyes like they met for the first time ever, like all together, and they had a conference at like Stanford, and they were talking about how. You know, these countries need to work together to maintain their competitive advantage on mm. military secrets and AI. Mm. So, like, it's a big deal because China is trying to steal this. Their this AI, AI is super advanced. And they're, and they're trying to steal our technology, too. And, like, it is absolutely crucial that we maintain our competitive advantage. Mm. It just goes to show, like, there's a lot of, you know, part positives looking to the future for the U.S. Yeah. But there is a threat. But it's kind of funny, like, nobody... Like, nobody ever talks about the threat of Russia. Like, literally, when people think of Russia, their only threat to us is their nukes. Yeah. Like, not their military, not their their land invasion force, not their air force, not their navy. Because they're not, like, the industrial power that they used to be. They no. lost so much. So, their economy is smaller than Canada's. Yeah. It's outside the top 20. I mean, people call it, like, Russia's just a gas station. Yeah. Like, that's where that, all their that's money Mc, comes that's from. That's McCain said, yeah. yeah. Like, and it's true. But again, yeah, it's the nuclear problem. And and I mean, yeah, you have to respect it to a certain extent, but it's like the problem is once they start giving gas to the real machine of China, yeah, then you got to look. What's it doing right now? Yeah. I don't, to me, it's, it's interesting to China, like, part of me is like, yeah, why, you know, you don't got to reinvent the wheel when you can just steal it from your American friends, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Why the, like, if yeah. I was trying, it's like, why would I invent a new jet when I could just fucking steal it? Yeah, they've been stealing all of our tech for the last 20 years. But like, when you look at it as like, Okay, what happens when America's not there? It's like, can you come up with, you know, when, once there's nobody to copy the answers off of, can you really, like, pass the test? That's, you know, that's something you're thinking about long term, but in the context of, like, the next decade or the next five years, because, like, I, I, I don't know what military people were saying, but they're like, yeah, like, 2025 is when the shit's going to go down. It's like, within the, the, the next five years. The consensus has been 2027. But well, sometimes it's like, only three years for people now. say it's like <laughs> before twenty third. They're like they're, they're saying the window is closed. Xi Jinping's gonna be too old, and there's not gonna be enough Chinese youth by twenty thirty. So it's like, all right, we got six years. Start buying war bonds. Start <laughs> buying guns, because like I, you know, that's what I'm gonna try to think of. Is like, how can I pad myself? What is gonna be like? Okay, for you know, we can say war is gonna come. We can look back and say, all right, what makes money during war? How do you prepare for war? Start doing that shit now. Because as far as I'm concerned, it's going to happen. You know, it sucks that's to why, say that's that. That's why we're bringing all the high tech here. We're bringing all this Bring it back. But, it, like, it takes so long, you know? Are we going to take a break? No. Um, it takes so long that, like... It's not something right. Like it takes ten years for those chips factories to spin up because they're so complicated. They're start. They're starting next year. Apparently, they're starting, but it ta- but it takes a decade. You know, where they it's going to be done by thirty four. It's like no, no, the no, war's no, going to be no, over. No, no, so, so, some of these factories are starting production like this next year. Most of them are supposed to start production 2025, 2026. Ah, but you, I know the issue is. I don't know about TSMC Taiwan. Um, semiconductor, semiconductor manufacturing. manufacturing. They actually said one of their issues in some of these plants is that the U.S. doesn't have an educated enough workforce yeah. in some of these cities to. Um, well, because yeah, these they're factories. the only ones who've been doing. It. That's like something that they've been Like even if China took over Taiwan, it's like they don't know how to run these fucking plants. Like oh, ta- ta- so Taiwan. Taiwan. You know this. This. Intel out that they have contingencies to just blow up all yeah. their plants. Like China, China gets to the mainland, Taiwan just come 
slow everything. But it's like even if they got it without it getting blown, it's like they don't know how to drive that machine. Like they don't because it's it takes such specialization or, or, or advanced technology. Like in the U.S. and Taiwan are you know every three or four years they're going from ten nanometer chips to eight nanometer mm-hmm. to four to all like the five to four. Now all of a sudden there's like the two nanometer chips mm-hmm. producing like one factory somewhere. Like all of this crazy acceleration of technology, which you're not getting in China. <laughs> That's something I heard. I think it was Apple where it's like all the chips that Apple uses are made in one factory. <laughs> like what? <laughs> the whole company, the whole company relies on one choke point of one, one fucking building gets blown up. <laughs> Apple. Yeah, you know, <laughs> our building got blown up, so we're kind of done, you know. It's like, fuck, man. That's kind of, you would think they would think ahead. You would think they were well, like, hey. And now, now Apple's trying to develop their own chip. They were supposed to release with iPhone 15. They mm. couldn't develop in time. But I thought they had like their own M5 chips or yeah, something like that. They're working on. But I heard that they use like Samsung components and Samsung yeah. chips and their chips. They're like, mm, okay. Yeah, they're trying to decouple, I guess I should say. Yeah. But yeah, if you're a US business, you know, getting out of China ASAP is probably. It's a good idea, but like financially, it's like it, for a lot of products. You're not gonna. You can't decouple. Like some things are so cheap that like you can't make it here in the U.S. without it being so exp- like like paintbrushes. You know, I was looking. I'm like, oh look, paintbrushes three dollars made in China. I'm looking. I'm looking, and then I see one fourteen dollar paintbrush, and that's the only one that says made in USA. And I'm like, fuck. USA, USA. Yeah, but I'm like, that's the cost of getting an American made paintbrush. It's fucking ten bucks. You know more. why? Because they've slave labor over there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk about the slaves. The average U.S. consumer is going to need to spend less on leisure activities and more on American commodities. That's what's funny, too, is people are like, oh, you know, like, you hate, you know, Ukraine. You guys are all fucking, you hate Jerusalem. You're anti-Semitic. It's like, bro, it's like, the iPhone you're typing on was made with slave labor. It's like, you really care about, like, social justice? You know, it's like, stop paying the slaves. All the people who are, like, mad about Bud Light, you know, giving a trans guy a beer, it's like, Rose, like, you're supporting slavery with your phone. What are you, like, that's a real issue, not some gay guy with a blood light. Like, who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> like, where are your priorities? Like, well, it's not as fun to argue about slave labor because everybody uses it. But, like, you can at least pick a side and trans stuff. Yeah, but it's definitely interesting. We're, we're moving towards a multipolar world. But, like, to me, it's it's like... It's like water, right? When you know you we're on the beach right now. You see the water building up. You know you, you you don't see the wave yet, but you see it coming. You see the wave coming, and soon, boom! It's all gonna crash. It's like a tsunami where the water initially recedes a bit, yeah. which is like the past you know 30, 30 years ever since the fall. It's been kind of peace yeah. ever, ever since the fall of the USSR. You know, there's never not there hasn't it was the US. It was the US. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You know. The Russia, the USSR had fallen apart in Russia. There Boris Yeltsin, and they had all their issues, and just it was just a mess. China was just a small economy. Mm-hmm. It was just the U.S. The peace. He had that receding of the water, like a tsunami, mm. and then the water comes back slowly in the course of tsunami, and then when you don't expect it, the tidal wave, bro. And everybody's lining to, up. You just have to hope that we prepared enough for that. 
a tsunami. That's why you, you hear that. Bi- I'm sure you've heard that. Bi- Again, last week, all this stuff going on. Bipartisan Senate committee said that the U.S. needs to invest more than they already are in the military to prepare for a two-front war Bro. with Russia and China. That's the thing, too. It's like we're spending all these javelins. We're spending all these all these rounds. It's like we need to start spinning up because, you know. We're gonna we, need these bullets. We've bro. also we've like we've like crippled Russia's military. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, we're burning them out. That's I mean, and you know, you know they hit, they were so pissed about those Afghan missiles. You know the Afghan missiles. You mm-hmm. know, um, basically like we sent the the HIMARS. You heard about that, right? Hammers, HIMARS. Uh, okay. Tell me. So they're like they're this huge deal for Ukraine. They desperately wanted them. They're like fifty mile long range um, missile, ballistic missile launchers, mm-hmm. and like they're super effective. Like their pinpoint accuracy. The Ukraine got them like like six months ago before the counteroffensive, and they're like blowing up command posts, like mm-hmm. you know behind enemy lines. They blew up one training facility, like a hundred people in it. It was just such a competitive advantage, and people said it changed the war. Well, now. ACAM missiles are basically the same thing, but like more accurate, more deadly, and they go 100 miles. And like, Russia has been like complaining about the US, talking about it for months now. Mm. And talking, like, they're upping up the ante, talking about, oh, you know, nuclear war, apocalypse, the US is, you know, trying to bring death to itself, blah, blah. blah. And the US ultimately is like, eh, screw it, we'll give ACAM missiles. And like this past week, <laughs> in the past week, there was like the first reported evidence of, of Ukraine using it. And they had their most effective attack of the whole war, they say, mm. because they used the ACAM missile and they blew up an airbase and uh, I think near Crimea and they blew up like 10 helicopters with one missile. Mm. I like absolutely crippled like their southern offensive with their helicopter force. Mm. Like absolutely just brutalized it. One missile. Wow. It, it, but like I know there's like the whole risk of people saying like once you give them their, these missiles, they're going to start making strikes in Russia. Right? Huh? Like, Ukraine's going to start having strikes in Russia. They're not just going to, like, fight for their own land. They're going to try and push the boundary, yeah, you know? Kinda, yeah. And then everybody's like, uh, and, like, Zelensky's like, no, we would never do that. And then it's like, oh, drone strike on Moscow. And they're like, <laughs> uh, you know, that wasn't us. It's like, who else was it? Fucking Poland? Yeah. Like, when that happens, uh, the quick tactical nukes from Belarus. Yeah, bro. He's like, man, we keep saying, like, like, oh, we're not going to give them tanks. We give them tanks. Oh, we're not going to give them missiles. We give them missiles. We're not going to oh, give them fighter gonna, jets. Yeah. They give fighter jets. It's like, dude, where's when are you going to put your foot down and be like, you got enough? Like, And you're saying, right? Well, we're they, burning they, out they, they haven't got enough, but I think now... It now depends on your objective. If your objective is just to burn out the Russian military, you don't really give a shit about Ukraine. I think, well, me knowing jack shit, I think they have enough. But if it's like, oh... Ukraine's idea of like we want to take back all our land including Crimea then they don't have enough but it's like me I don't give a shit about Crimea okay (laughs) like I understand why Russia wants it it's great for military advantage in the Black Sea there's a bunch of fucking oil down there that Russia's you know worried about okay I understand why you want it but when it comes to me and thinking about myself I don't give a fuck that's none of my business and it's not a concern for America's purposes for what America wants we just want to fuck with Russia we don't need Ukraine to take back Crimea they want it back and so they're going to ask for it I understand they're fighting for themselves but when it comes to our interests we don't we don't need to be supplying them to, to take it back and it's, it's I don't know I, I think like there's conf- conflict about like what is our goal 
in Ukraine? What is it that, like, at the end of the day, what do we want to see happen? What do we need to see happen and what would be nice to see happen? Because, I, I mean, Zelensky has made it clear that they want to take back all of their land, which... I mean, Russia's not going to be fucking happy about that at all. Yeah. And it's like, I want to know what the administration's goals are because it's like, you see them like folding and giving Forever more. War. Yeah. It's like, you see them giving more and more <laughs> weapons. It's like, what are you, what, like, to what end? What are you trying to get, accomplish? Until they're part of NATO and we put nukes on them. Bro. We give them nukes. No. <laughs> That's their goal. I mean, the, and the NATO Secretary General has talked about their goal of getting Ukraine into NATO at the end of the war. Yeah, That's fuck the- that. No. <laughs> Ukraine, the whole point of Ukraine is to be a buffer, right? They're the ones, they're the fucking lizard's tail that can fall off and the bird will fuck with that. No, no, no. You're not joining fucking NATO. No, no, no. <laughs> Let a Russia attack you. I don't care. As long as you don't get have them fucking attacking NATO and then we have to go to war? No. No. Because I don't give a fuck about them. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to go to war for a Ukrainian guy. There's none of my goddamn business. Okay? I'm fine. I still got fucking cheeseburgers and Coca-Cola. I don't need any yeah. fucking borscht. I don't... Uh, no. No. And it's like... And then you know, we already have Finland now joining NATO that shares a thousand mile board. Wow. It shares... I think, I, think it's, I, think, I think it's a good thing. But, you know, Finland has a thousand-mile border with Russia, and now we're going to put nukes all across Finland now, pointing right at Russia. I mean, strategically, it is such an advantage for us. It's an advantage, but you're poking the bear. But the thing is, what's preventing Russia from 30 years from now from attacking Finland? If it wasn't for NATO, nothing. Because, Because Russia's taken over Finland multiple times. Yeah. But they haven't attacked them in a while they haven't attacked World War 2 and they weren't in NATO Finland was like specifically like no we're not gonna join NATO because I mean another thing is like okay if fucking Russia attacks Poland then if Finland's in NATO they gotta get involved I think they'd rather not get involved they'd rather just be like nope we're out Finland we're not gonna get messed up I feel like Finland's more likely to get attacked before Poland Mm -hmm. because to get to Poland you have to get through Moldova you have to get through Ukraine I think you just gotta get through Ukraine and Poland's right next door you could just walk through Ukraine. Moldova's kind of south. Moldova's south, south uh, west of Ukraine. I don't think you have to get involved because that's like I think near Turkey or some shit. That whole region's a little messy. Um, no, so yeah, so you have to get over through all of Ukraine and then you get to Poland, or you can just march through Belarus and you can get to Poland. Yeah. Taking and, the walk to Poland, bro. And you, you see Kaliningrad, which is part of Russia, surrounded by... Oh, that little, uh, yeah, that annex yeah, kind of like, thing. When you have that little piece of land there, what stops you from thinking all the land around it is also yours? <laughs> I mean, that was exactly. a big thing, because like, I think a lot of those countries around Kaliningrad were joined NATO, and Russia's like, fuck that, you know? Because <laughs> Kaliningrad is completely surrounded by NATO countries. Because you know as soon as shit hits the fan, it's like, all right... We're going to take Kaliningrad, and they're going to try and make a land bridge to their annex. They're like, no, fuck you. That's going to be a hot spot. I don't know what country's in between, but they're going to get squished, bro. And that's why I understand them joining NATO, because they're like, no, 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 no. Like, be our friends. We want some defense. Exactly. But it's kind of like we want to contain – like, the whole point, right, is kind of exerting our power – maintaining influence on the entire world that's why we're doing this in ukraine and i've heard the argument of like we get a lot of advantages being the top dog right you know this is the price you got to pay if you want to be top dog you got to get involved with the the american empire yeah we you know we're a republican democracy but we 
part of Empire. We used to own the Philippines, bro. Like, I, 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 I really, you know, have so much respect for this country. But it's undeniable that we wow. act like an empire. I think this is natu- that's a natural instinct for any country that has this this level of power. Mm-hmm. I, like unless you have an isolationist president, which you kind of start having with Trump and like candidates like DeSantis and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you could ha- you could have a non-imperialistic. No, I would say U.S. imperialist. Eh, you, non-empire tendencies with a president like I DeSantis or something, but. It's just so hard. I don't know that that's true. Because it's like, like we're kind of, right, we're not just a blatant empire, right? We're not Britain taking over colonies. Yeah. But just the, the trade associations that we have with, we are so closely tied with Europe. We're so closely tied with Japan, so closely tied with the Philippines. It's like, you know, they're our allies. They're not necessarily our subjects. But at the same time, we are financially, like economically intertwined. To where they're part of the Western system, they're part of the American system, and you can see that when it comes to the contrast between the American sort of quote unquote empire and all the countries who are excluded: Iran, Russia, China, fucking uh, North Korea. Right? They're not. They're not playing the U.S.'s games. They don't follow the U.S.'s rules, and so they're excluded from us economically, and we punish them. Like the whole reason the sanctions yeah. work against Russia, right? The U.S. imposes sanctions. Europe imposes sanctions because we're so intertwined. Where it's like we're kind of functioning as one unit, economic yeah, unit. one economic, one kind of government. That's it's like an overarching government, right? The overarching government doesn't have as much control on what each individual country yeah. sort of functioning as a state does, but we are functioning to a certain extent as one entity and that's an interesting point of maybe after world war three that's when the whole kind of planet comes under one economic system that's one that's communism i mean that was kind of the goal right it's like that's when it's like you know what we're gonna make russia we're gonna u.s system you're gonna you're gonna start taking the dollar just like everybody else you're gonna kind of you're gonna get enveloped into the eu china you're gonna do the same thing like we're gonna take the U.S. system and just wrap it over the entire world, and like Africa, we're gonna have to go through. But as they're coming up, once it's like the only system is the U.S. system, you can't go to the Chinese. It's only gonna be sort of the U.S. European whatever economic system. Then they're gonna have no choice, and then that's where you you unify the world. And of course, there's gonna be rebels because it's like fuck you. It's like the empire. It's literally like. Yeah, the fucking rebel scum is going to come here. <laughs> no, we don't want fucking Darth Vader in charge of us. I don't want, you know, you think Djibouti wants Joe Biden in charge of them? I don't think so. But, like, that's, like, that could happen. Because when you have a shakeup like World War Three, that's when all the cards start getting moved, right? That's the when things start coming together. Reshuffling the cards. Reshuffling of power. Athenian Empire, part four. But, what if we lose? What if China wins? Because it's... That's like what war is, to, or at least like this war, is a battle of systems. What system works better? Well, I I don't th- I think in terms of modern conflicts, there you have you have short term winners and losers. We think about it, like Nazi Germany lost big time. They lost everything, mm-hmm. but today you still have a powerful capitalist Germany a democracy. Mm-hmm. Like China has gone through two thousand years of different governments. Uh, yeah. losses, wins. I mean, it used to be one of the biggest players on the world stage. It always has been. It always has been, to more or less. But um, even if the U.S. were to lose a war to, to, to that extent, 
I don't, I just think you see a diminished influence on the world stage, mm. but I don't think you see much of a change. Like an se. isolationist. Yeah. Well, it's like depends on what are the economic repercussions. Because like, right, we're we're not necessarily gonna lose land. Maybe we'll lose Alaska to like fucking, you know, whoever rushes up there. But like, right, we are divided. We are oceans away. So there's not really a land conflict that's gonna go on, at least not immediately. And so, okay, maybe they treaty Versailles our ass, and we owe China and all the you know the axis of evil. We owe them a fuck ton of money. <laughs> And that causes internal divisions, and maybe that's what splits up the U.S., or maybe that's what causes, like, you know, Nazi U.S. America, whatever, to happen. But, and then like, 200 years from now, we get a reunification of the U.S., the third, not the third, right? The, like, the, the third constitution. <laughs> the third cons, the third constitution, third. you know, the U.S., you know, reclaims its power, starts an international, you know, imperialistic campaign, takes over China and Russia. Little cycle repeats. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> will there ever be like a top dog of the world? Because people have tried to take over the world time and time again. It hasn't worked out yet. And all empires must fall, right? Like if you have one strong man like the Mongolians to take over the world, as soon as he dies, it's gonna split up because there th- has to be a successor. I, th- I think the U.S. just needs to stick to the ebbs and flows of, like China. The Chinas have ebbs and flows of an empire, of a country, of a democracy, like for a hot, for a hot, like a quick second, you know, a glimpse of democracy. But you still have that that nation, that that entity. Like I think the U.S. can can maintain its ebbs and flows, even if it's you know world actor versus a small player. I but I, I I don't see it disappearing, like you know the Ottoman Empire per se. Yeah, or, but it, but it, I think it also has to do with like the ethnicity. Because mm. you see these empires, like the Chinese, mm. the reason like the quote unquote Chinese has, have remained a state is because like it's an ethnicity. China and, number one. And there have been like divides like the Cantonese versus the Han Chinese, but they've still re- remained a nation because they speak relatively the same language. They have the same culture. After like a, a government is destroyed, that is what remains is the ethnicity and that's what they band together so it's culture like, you, you, you replace ethnicity with culture in some like places if america falls or our government falls as we know it it's like we have such a mishmash of identities it's like but well, what if we have one shared culture i mean then we do then. like eth- you know ethnically we're diverse but like if you look at immigrants and then you look at immigrants kids you see those immigrants they're americans bro you see you know that motherfucker and you know they complain about their fucking parents because their parents are all traditional you know oh you should marry like a good chinese girl blah 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 because i mean you know asian people so it's like you know how they, you know how they are right like i mean my my parents too my dad wants me to marry an indian girl all that bullshit but like it's like once you're in america once you're born and raised in america you're American. You're not, you know, you can have some Indian tendencies. It's like, no, 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 no. You're infected, bro. <laughs> you're born here. It's in your fucking blood now. You're going to act like us. You're going to eat like us. You're going to talk like us. Definitely an American culture for sure. And it's like, if you're a, a, like a, um, like a child of an immigrant and you go back to the country that your parents are from, that country, they're going to look at you. They're like, yeah, you're not real. You, well, I can tell you have a fucking accent. Like they, they're like, no, no, no. You're not real Indian. You're not real. This like, they do that because it's like no, you're American, man. You're not. You're, you're not like full blown Chinese. Once you're born in America, it's like we got you. Unless you grow up there, it depends where you grow up. But like we fucking got you. So, I it'd be interesting to see. I wouldn't want to go through it, <laughs> but it'd be fun to read in a book. Maybe a hundred years <laughs> after it happens. Oh man, I just want. 
I would hope the U.S. would not spread its hegemony. Just maintain what number one, baby. We're gonna <laughs> we, rule we the world. We don't need to be number one. We just need to be. But safe. we want to be number one. It's best to be number one. It's like um, I don't know if I told you the thing about the monkey poop. Um, <laughs> but like they measured. So like looking at the stress levels of monkeys in the hierarchy, right? They they take their poop and they can measure the amount of cortisol that's in the monkey. Oh my gosh! And of so course. and so they went through from the bitch monkey <laughs> bottom of the totem pole to the top monkey and they found that as the monkey go, the monkey's bitch monkey experiences super high levels of stress right they're fucking they're paranoid they're fucking like holy shit he's gonna kill me he's gonna kill me ah yeah, my banana yeah. where's my banana and, <laughs> and as they move up the chain their their cortisol levels reduce their stress goes down down consistently until second monkey you are at the lowest that you are at and then once you're a top monkey you have the exact same stress level as the bitch monkey does really yeah it goes oh you're, interesting you're at the top lonely at the top you gotta fight off every single motherfucker out there because you are the face and when the people are like i want to take over they're not like i'm gonna take number two it's like no 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 i'm coming for number one i want to be the goddamn king and so that's how it is for america we're at the top, and so we gotta fend off every single one of these motherfuckers out here. Like China doesn't have the same, you know, like this whole Israel-Palestine we conflict. Must be number right? one. Everybody's looking at America to see what our response is to the Israel-Palestine. <laughs> Are we looking at China? No, they don't give a shit. They're number two. They don't, you know, they're chilling. They're like, yeah, they're vice king of the world. You know, they don't gotta worry about it. Right? It's vice president. The easiest job in the government is to be the vice president. They do jack shit. But the moment they become president. Now it gets tough. And so this that's is good. This is good. That's what we're going through right now. We're the top dog and we gotta fight every single motherfucker out here because they're all coming for our spot. Nobody's coming for number two. Nobody's running for second place, man. They all want first. They all want the gold. That's a great illustration. And so like you know, you you we're young, or at least we were young, we we're fighting, we're winning, but eventually the top monkey gets old. Eventually, the top monkey gets removed from his position. Or makes a mistake. They make a mistake. Britain, they fuck around. They're not, top, not top monkey anymore. Whoever else, I don't know who the fuck was top monkey before. The Romans, they were top monkey for a long, hundreds of years, the man. The Germans, well, I don't Holy Roman Empire. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, Roman, Romans were the top, top monkey. The fucking, the Mongols were the top monkey. Yep. The Persians were the top monkey. Where are they now? Mongolia is a bitch state. They don't make any fucking money. It's a hell. It's basically just like the Russians and Chinese were like, we won't take you over for now. But once anything matters in Mongolia, they're getting taken over. They're allowed to exist. Okay. They don't exist. They're not independent. So it's the same thing. Like we might be king right now. We're top monkey right now, but this no empire lasts forever. It's not going to last forever. It's all temporary. You know, every American the Empire lasts forever. No, bro. So, like, we think, you think about, I guess, in the context of in a nuclear age, you'll always remain a relevant actor if you have nukes, but it doesn't mean you'll be top dog. Yeah. I mean, right? Russia was number two. Not anymore. China's taking that spot. But it's, I mean, is it a big deal? Yeah, it's a big deal, but it's not that big a deal because we're still number one, baby. Suck our nuts, bro. Number one nuts in here. These are my bananas. My bananas. my bananas. Fuck you, guys. <laughs> Every other country's all bitch. You can suck. Because we are the only country. I mean, maybe China, but like, you know, like Americans are like, America number one. Yeah. Like, I work with uh, some immigrants in my lab, and I'll be like, America number one. And you know, they're like, yeah. They're like, they're like, no, but they can't be like, oh, Korea number one. They're like, yeah, okay, buddy. Yeah, like, That's a good joke. But we know, we know who's number one. Because the only reason they exist is because we gave them fucking guns, bro. Like, 
dude, we built Korea up. We built up Japan. Like, suck my nuts, dude. Like, <laughs> we built up Europe with the Marshall Plan. Yeah. And the way that worked is because we were ruthless motherfuckers and we were predatory motherfuckers. We get all the mother- like Shell and General Oil. We're going and taking over all these people. <laughs> you see all the people in South America? Yeah, we got cheap fruit and cheap coffee. Why? Because we went down there and we fucking raped and pillaged those motherfuckers. We did it with companies. Uh... But like that's how that's how it worked. You know, top monkey's got to fight to be top monkey. <laughs> he didn't do it because he's shaking hands. He's like, I'm a nice guy. I'll be nice to you no 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 somebody comes and kicks your ass bro we no we weren't given the crown we took it okay (laughs) but that means somebody's gonna try and take it from us and so it it comes down to like we're gonna have to fight for it and eventually we're gonna lose are we gonna lose in the next five years i can't say but eventually we're gonna lose hopefully not when i'm alive we'll see We can't. It won't last. Nothing lasts forever, man. We have nukes. It does. No. <laughs> hey, man. It's it's like it, it, I I don't know how the nuclear issue because like how does that resolve itself? You know, are we gonna like if America's following, we're just gonna nuke everybody? <laughs> is, that, is that the game? It's like, we can't win. Nobody can anymore. Fuck everybody. It's like. People are going to go down into caves or some shit how they did. Because, you know, like in Turkey, they have all the... We talked about this last time. They have all these, like, underground cities. Like, oh, that yeah. people were saying, like, oh, yeah, when the apocalypse happened, people went underground. They lived under there. Um, so, it's like, even if, I guess, America tries to destroy the world because we're losing, even if we try and flip the table, it's like, I think there's probably going to be some people that survive. It might, <laughs> you know, it's not going to be what it was. But, like, I... Yeah, we have nukes, but like Russia has nukes. They're not number two anymore. Plenty of countries have nukes and they're not number one. We have a lot of them, but like if our... Your voice is still important. You can still be a bully when you have nukes. I mean, we could be important, but we won't be number one. Who will be number one? Because it's like like with the monkeys. You know, you look at it. Um, there's one, I don't know if you heard of Franz de Waal. Um, he's like a primatologist. It's, he wrote this book called... Um, Oh, fuck. It's not uh, chimpanzee politics or something like that. Um, and, and it's Newt Gingrich recommends it on his book of, like, new senators. Read this shit. Um, but it talks about, like, these internal conflicts between this troop of monkeys, the politics that go on, right? And so there was this old monkey. I forget the names. But, like, this old monkey, he was the king. He was king for a long time. And then this up-and-coming monkey comes up. And he's strong. He's bigger than the old monkey. And so he takes over. But he's an asshole. Right, he's a tyrant. He's fucking. He's big monkey. He takes what he wants. He says, "Fuck all you," because he, you know, it's it's not a matter of like when you're weaker, you have to kind of maintain relationships versus being like, "I'm big. You're either my friend or I'm gonna destroy you," kind of thing. <laughs> um, and so what happens is there was a younger monkey that comes up. So right, we have the leader. He's in the middle, but the younger monkey sees that the leader's an asshole. So he teams up with the old monkey. Yeah. And the old monkey and the young monkey, because now they've unified, they have enough strength to overthrow this young or this middle-aged asshole monkey. And so, yeah, we'll still be a player. We'll be the old monkey. We're the old leader, right? We still got our sway. We're going to have our allies. It's just like Britain, right? They were top monkey, and they're not anymore, but they have a whole lot of fucking influence. They have influence, a lot of influence over the world. They got influence over finances. They got influence over fucking um, military stuff because they have a big military base. But they're not the top monkey. But we've used Britain to help us to be the top monkey. It's like Germany could have been the top monkey, but we teamed up with Britain, we teamed up with the other monkeys, and we destroyed fucking the German Empire. But, you know, what happens if top monkey US 
Iran, Russia, and China all team North up. Korea. North Korea. They might that might be enough to take down the top monkey. And yeah, we got our monkey buddies, right? We got we got the UK. NATO, NATO's we, so we, strong. We got NATO, but is that going to be enough? Who? I mean, depending on what India does, that could that could really turn the tide. Depending on who, if all of a sudden we piss India off, like if we end up supporting Pakistan if they attack India, which I don't think we would, but let's say that happens, and India teams up with them, like you think we're going to be able to put up a fight against what two billion people just with more, China and India alone? More. That's yeah. that's three billion. So like. That's half the world right yeah. there. That's half the world. I, and you, you throw in Russia and North Korea, that's literally half the world's population. More, yeah, but like, it's like, all right, we might, we're top monkey right now. And, you know, if, if, if we get fucked, we might not, you know, we could still have good standing. We could be top five. But, you know, we're not going to be, we're not going to be calling the shots. We're not going to be, you know, the um, game maker. We're not going to worry about that in our lifetime. I hope not, but the war is coming soon, <laughs> and that I think is who's going to decide the next top monkey, at least for a while, at least for the next I don't know twenty years. Like because right, what happened after World War One? The the, the, for, the fortunate thing about us is that like Russia, I think geopolitically, geo geographically, we have a great position to be top monkey, and we yeah. we're in a, a fuck ton of advantages. We're not a fortified tree with you know. Rocks we can throw and stuff like that. You know, China, they're like, they're like in a, in a small broken, like, no crooked olive branch. We're like surrounded by enemies. Surrounded. That's the thing. They're surrounded by hostility. Susceptible to land attacks from yeah. Europe, which we're not. Everybody's got to go over. Everybody's got a boat or fly. <laughs> yeah. Us. Can you imagine having to make an amphibious land invasion in the U.S.? No. Impossible. Like, the U.S. U.S. land invasion is literally impossible. But there, China has a lot of friends down in South America, and so if they can set up a base of attack and run right up our asshole through Mexico. Oh, the thing is, still crossing the ocean, the U.S. Mm. would just... Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, you right. Hawaii, their ass. That's oh, the yeah. whole point of Hawaii. The Pacific or Atlantic Ocean is going to be a hell of a time. <laughs> Man. Ah, and Ru- Russia, though, it's also really well strategically placed. Except for the fact that I guess you get invaded from, like, anywhere. Well, its ports are the problem. Because it doesn't have any... It only has, like, two warm water ports. Yeah, yeah. And so that's one of the reasons why they want to take over Crimea yeah. is because of uh, Sevastopol. The, yeah. Because that's, a, that's oh. a big port for them. They control the Black Sea, and then they can go through right next to Turkey, and then they can influence the Mediterranean. And so if they lose that, they're losing a lot of control. And then they're just a fucking land power, and then they're going to have to go through NATO states to invade anybody who's, like, fucking Germany. they got to go through Poland, which we're not going to let that happen. Or what? They're going to go through China, through the shitty... Like, if they want to access China, that's Siberia. That's a hellhole. Nobody's there. There's no infrastructure there. There's no pipelines there. They're going through Mongolia? What? It's, it's awful. So it's not... It's, it's a land fucking barrier, basically. Yeah. So the U.S. is just so ultimately... Place. We're OP. That's yeah. for sure. And we're OP. You know the one thing we do need though? We need Canada to be annexed. We need we need we need Canada yeah. to join the US. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you guys. No, we love Canada. We yes. want Canada. Yes. Yes. Can you imagine if Canada's part of the US? That would be insane. That would be insane. I mean maybe it would be a little nicer. <laughs> We'd have a ton of resources. Oh my we already we already have access to all those resources, but Yeah, I guess at this point it's kinda like it's not necessary. And maybe culturally, there would be a difference. 
But it would be, I guess it would be nice, but it's not necessary, you know? I it's like we annex, we annex to Canada and then block Greenland. Bro, U.S. Empire. Let's just take, hey, South America, just make it part of regular America. Let's do it. Let's take, <laughs> let's take over the whole fucking double continent. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> Top monkey, bro. No, I, th- I think strategically, though, like, if the U.S. had Canada and Mexico, like, you just cut off South. You could literally just blow up the land bridge between South America and Mexico. Just, we just take Central, Panama Central up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, like, the Darien Gap where they don't have any, like, roads going from Colombia up to Panama. Yeah, you just, you just blow all that up, you know, a couple of, you know... <laughs> Blow, just put some mines. Nobody's gonna go through. It's like forest. There's no like. But essentially, you have a whole continent of resources in. It would be pretty sick, <laughs> but people would get very fucking mad <laughs> because Mexicans are like, we're not Amer. They speak a different language. They're like, we're not Americans. That's the problem with like taking over land and like imposing your culture. It's like unless you kill everybody, they're gonna be like, but, we're different. You know, you know that's the thing about Russian Ukraine. You know, Russia went in thinking, you know most people not be hostile to yeah. them. The thing is, citizens were taking up arms. Like, you know, yeah. Families were fighting back. Like There was crazy well, amount of resistance. It's interesting, because in, in that eastern part, a lot of those people are like Ukrainian-Russian. They speak Russian. Like Ethnically, it's yeah. kind of... that's Because things blend. It's not like, oh, yeah. I'm not fucking anybody across that border. It's like, nah, they kind of mix. Especially since they used to be part of the USSR. Like That stopped, like, what, 30 years ago? People are still alive who are like, I'm a Soviet, you know? (laughs) And so, like, that's where shit gets hairy of, like, okay, they could take over Ukraine, and, like, right when the USSR collapsed, all these different ethnicities were like, we are our own people. And so they kind of broke off. Or, like, if you look in Turkey, right, Turkey owns part of where the Kurds are, and the Kurds are an ethnicity, even though they're part of Turkey. They're like, we're our own thing. We want our own state. So it's like, if we did that to Mexico... All the Mexicans in Mexico would be like, yeah, legally we're part of America now, but it's like, we want our own state. We're Mexicans. We speak a different language. We have a different culture. Like, we are separate. So, you might be able to take it over for a time, but I think unless you fucking, like, ethnic cleanse their ass, like, it's not going to work. That's the only reason why, like, America has taken over the land. Because we killed all the Native Americans. <laughs> and so they couldn't uprise and be like, oh, we're a different ethnicity. It's like, no, we literally just wiped them off. Like, I can see Canada becoming part of the U.S. I mean, yeah, because we're similar. Because we're, like, they're, they're English. I mean, dip culturally, I think they're a little different. But they're way more similar to us than, like, they're Mexicans so, are. They're so similar. They're so similar. I mean, maybe hey, I don't know about Quebec with all their French shit hey, going 30 on. years from now, they say Hispanics will be... The majority of the country of the U.S. is pretty crazy. So not if Trump has anything to do with it. <laughs> well, it's too late. The birth rates, the immigration, everything. That's one of the things because well, whites I, are going to be the minority. Yeah, damn it, damn white boys. Hey, bro, we a minority. Hey, bro, all that Hispanic privilege over there. Yeah, I see you. You looking down on me because you're no hablo español. <laughs> but um, that's something uh I learned after our argument about Mexico. Um. People say, like, one of the good things about immigration is, like, you see all these falling population replacement rates. Like, South Korea has 0.8 children per woman when it's supposed to be two for a replacement rate. And, like, 
all these countries, China, Russia, fuck everybody, all these like developed countries are having super low populations or their populations are going to crash because of the low birth rate. And one of the ways that Europe and America have been avoiding that is because of the high immigration. We have all these young people coming to America and that replaces the population that Native Americans don't have, quote unquote Native Americans uh, <laughs> don't have. And so it's like, while people are against the immigration, that's kind of one of the things that's keeping us a power. That's supplementing our low birth rate is that all these people want to come here and work here. It's kind of crazy. Like, compared to the rest of the world, like, I thought it was pretty shocking. Like, oh, yeah, the U.S. is growing a lot. But no, we're not. We're, like, growing really slowly. Yeah. Like, what? We were, I think, in 2000, we were at, like, 305 million or whatever. And now, even with, like, you know, very high immigration rates, still high birth rates. We're only at 330 million people. Or we're something. like 350. Mm-mm, not, not even. Yeah, we're like 350. I think. I think it's. But like compared to China, who's like 1.2 billion, you're like, why the fuck 4. are we so? 4.4 billion. Yeah, it's like, why are we so low? What? No, I could have sworn we were at 350. Yeah, 330 million. Damn. Three, probably like 335 or something. That's but, why I'm like, I'm gonna have so many kids. Fuck it, bro. Like, <laughs> the, the thing is, like, you're gonna have countries like Nigeria and stuff where they're gonna pass our population in by yeah. 2050. You have, you have all these random countries. I shouldn't say random. They're not random. But you have all these countries exterior to the U.S. where all of a sudden they're about to be yeah. bigger than us. It's kind of a crazy thing. Because they have a lot of kids. Because they need a lot of kids for work. Because that's another thing about immigrants is like. Once they're here, it's like maybe the first or second generations have a lot of kids. But once they're in the third generation, the third generation has the same amount of kids as all the other people who are born in the country. So it's like if you're a third generation like Mexican immigrant, you're probably going to have like maybe two kids like every other American household. Okay, this is this is bizarre. If I do the math right, the U.S. population only represents 4% of the world's population. Damn, really? Yeah, and we have that much influence. So what, yeah. What, you do 300 divided by 8,000 basically for 8 billion people. Yeah. And then times 100. Yeah, like 4%. Wait, what? 300 divided by 8,000. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. 3 to 30 million. It's gotta I can't, be I can't more do than math. 4%. It's 330 divided by 8,000. Oh my gosh, I can't do math. I can't do math. <laughs> Forgive me. He's got a calculator too, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, 4%. 4, 4%. Yeah. You represent 4% of the world's population. We have that much influence. I mean, you've heard uh, Joe Rogan said this statistic. It's like if you make more than $35,000 a year, you're in the top 1% of the world. Yeah. And here it's like, you are a bitch if you make 35 a year. Excuse me. Just like, you, you can't live off 35 grand a year. The majority of the world is still in abject poverty. Yeah. Like, like there are billions and billions, not millions. I mean, a there's, huge portion of China is still, like, very poor. Yeah, there's billions of people in poverty in India and in China and Africa. There's so much poverty. There's so much poverty. It's weird. Like, and you think about it, like... That's alien to us. Well, it's like, you know, when we say poverty, it's like if they're, like, subsistence farmers, like, they're not, it's not like they're, like, it's not terrible, I guess. Like, it's like you make, you make your own food, and you live, and you can live for a while. So, it's like, you're poor, but it's like you can still live, but you can't, you know, you're not buying a fucking iPhone. Well, the thing but. is, it's like, in the U.S., like, you can be homeless and, like, have, experience poverty, but you can still get your hand on foods mm-hmm. and some bits of money. Or heroin. Or heroin and drugs. <laughs> like, you know, there are resources even for the lowest of of those, of, you know. The most have. poor, yeah. Yeah. These other countries, there are no social security oh, yeah. nets. I mean, 
like people are literally starving to death you know across the world and yeah you go to like i went to india you look like there our homeless people are way better off than they are homeless people like it is insane how poor and it's like you not know, praising the u.s or anything like no, no, no but we're no, just saying we, like we have a long way to go but it's, it's just like social nets i mean nets you just so look different. at like the children it's like these like these homeless people have children and then their children become homeless and they grow up homeless here it's like if you're born homeless like we'll take you into protective custody like the state will take care of you we're not going to let you just live homeless on the street but like there it's like yeah you grow up poor like these people they live in shacks made of like like there's no health code for yeah, these no. like there's no building codes like these are built with like pieces of sheet metal and tarps and shit and like there's like you go to mumbai india there's the largest slum in all of asia it's this enormous spans of just like people made a home out of whatever they could find and it's it that's just how they live like it's insane like it's in compared to like the u.s like okay you can go to a shitty neighborhood but still it's like well i mean these people have like a home they have a whole house like in their yards might not be taken care of and it might be like run down but it's like it's a structure it's a whole house it's up to a code at least (laughs) you know when it was built but there it's just like i found this and i put it on my house so this is such a random side note. I don't know why it came to mind, but like Pakistan for send one nuke, like in any one of those places, in India. Oh my god! So many millions. I and mean, millions. Mumbai has twenty-two million people in it. You send one nuke and blow up Mumbai. That's that's insane. That's almost like what a tenth of the U.S. population dying <laughs> with one missile. Like what? What? That's insane. That's a, that's a danger of nukes, man. You send a nuke off into Ohio and may, you can maybe kill like fifty thousand people. You send a nuke into India, that fifty thousand can yeah. be like twenty million. I mean, you could like what LA is like our boat, like LA County. I don't know if a nuke could take out the whole county, but that's like you know in the twenty thirty millions in just in LA. But that's our biggest city. Mumbai is like one of the many <laughs> enormous fucking cities. Like Shanghai, another like 20 million people, Beijing, all of these cities, tens of millions of people who all live right next to each other, wiped out. There's no way they can fucking get out of the city. Like, there's you, no infrastructure for that. And that would change the trajectory of the global. That's. Like, you never... Well, I mean, I'm surprised that we're so buddy-buddy with Japan because it's like, you will blow up a city. It's like, that is in the culture of, like, you never forgive them. Like, if anybody blew up an American city, we would never forgive them. Hey, they bombed Pearl Harbor and... Yeah, but, I mean, that's not a fucking... That's not millions of people. And we're still like... I mean, we blew the... We paid them back. (laughs) You know, we paid back Japan. So we're kind of even now. But, like, that's the... uh, What is it? proportional response (laughs) but like if somebody nuked us if it's on the scale of millions not like tens of thousands Mm -mm, mm -mm. i mean people especially after pearl harbor people were racist as shit to japanese we put them in internment camps they're like fuck them all people were racist as shit to them so like I bet, you know, if you talk to a World War II veteran, I'm sure they're not like, oh, yeah, Japanese people are all right. I like that hentai. Like, no. <laughs> they're like, fuck those people. They're still, like, 
You don't forget, you just die, and the country forgets. That's how it works. That's that's probably for the best. That's I mean, because that, like that's the th- I think it's like the same thing with Britain. It's not that like people forgave them. It's eventually people are gonna die, and you know the young people just never had those memories. Yeah, not now. There's like zero animosity between the U.S. and U.K. We're best versus, friends. Versus two hundred years ago, like on the dot. <laughs> there are number one ally, their- maybe besides Canada, but yeah. like. We hated their guts. Yeah, fuck them. But now, they talk funny. It's cool. (laughs) So, like... But going back to, like, Israel-Palestine, it's like... That's, you know... That's not going to end until they're all dead. You know, maybe hopefully from old age. But it's going to be ugly. You're going to get... Iran tied into it. Hezbollah. Who knows who else gets tied into it? Like, what if the Taliban decide, like, you know what? We don't like Jews either. Well, you know that the... Taliban and Iran are enemies because they're fighting over water rights over in uh, what is it, eastern Iran? Really? So that's that, that's one of the things I saw, and it made me think like, oh, is that why we left all that military equipment to like fund <laughs> the Taliban so they'd piss off Iran and they'd be like, yeah, oh, fuck you guys, no, fuck you guys, because like that's a big kind of there's a conflict going on over there of like who is in charge of because like I think the type of Muslim I don't know if the Taliban's are Sunni versus the Shia Iranians, but like there's an argument of like who is the right leader of the Muslim world. Because there's that whole thing in the Middle East of like, um, and I'm going to butcher this, but like, there was like Iraq and Egypt who had like, we want to be an, a united Arab state, but just like a secular Arabs together. Then there was Saudi Arabia who's like, we are the Sunni state run by like the king. So there's a lot of kingdoms over like on the Arabian Peninsula. And then there's the Iranians who are like, we are the Shia state run by like the Shia Ayatollah. And so all three of them are like, no, we're the real Muslims. We're the real, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, not Arabs. Aryan. Yeah, Arabs. Um, and so they're all fighting each other. And that's kind of like, we're playing people. That's why like, uh, what's it, Yemen, is because it's like, that's the Shias versus the Sunnis, and it's also like, you know, the Sunnis, there was like a kingdom of Yemen, and that's who Saudi Arabia is supporting, versus like the Shia uprising of like Muslims, who Iran is supporting, and Iran's like, you know, fuck, fuck Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia's fuck Iran, and they're kind of cooling down now with China, but there's still like all this conflict of like, what kind of Muslim are you, what kind of Arab are you, and that is laid over all the fucking energy in the world like 25 percent of like all the petroleum in the world is in saudi arabia it's like not only are these guys crazy but they have a fuck ton of money to be crazy all over you know they can use their crazy and and we're getting involved because we're like oh we can't let these idiots like we, we gotta have them pumping oil like yeah they can squabble and do others whatever shit about like who's the most arab but like we need the oil to pump and go to everybody who actually matters. So I think that's why we got involved. It's kind of like a, I don't know, it's a fucked way of looking at it, but it's like, at the end of the day, I think the only reason we care about the Middle East is because of oil. <laughs> yes. Like, it's because that's, if you look at like how economies develop, it is directly related to how much energy they can produce. Energy, energy is literally, it's and energy. Just wait till oil is no longer relevant. I mean, when is that gonna happen? I don't fucking know. I, not anytime soon, that's for sure. I think, I think by end of our lifetimes later on, probably in our 50s. We don't, there's like not enough lithium for everybody to replace all gas powered cars. No, no, not that, but you'll have nuclear energy, you'll have. Nuclear energy takes a lot of petroleum energy to start up. So it's like, is it gonna be worth it? I don't know. Well, you'll you'll have cleaner energy sources, and you have fusion and fission. Well, we're gonna have. I we're hope gonna, so. We're gonna we're gonna have fission 
refractions. Wait, we already have fission. Fusion we don't have. Yeah. But we've been saying that for how many we years? Finally, we, finally had the, we finally had the breakthrough in technology, you know, last year. It will it will happen thirty years from now. Yeah, we're already we're already right. we're building plants in twenty thirty for nuclear fusion alone. So there's also like the cost. Is it going to be worth? Like you know, it takes so much energy to make a nuclear facility. It's like if it takes I don't know ten thousand kilowatt hours to build a nuclear plant and. You know, over the lifetime of the nuclear plant, it's only going to produce 900 kilowatt hours. It's kind of like, why don't we just fucking burn no, the gas? From my understanding, <laughs> nuclear energy is the most efficient, and it's extremely efficient. I, I don't like. It depends terms, on like terms, what is the cost of energy. Well, no, but like the energy cost, output, input, energy is the most efficient. You get the most bang for your buck okay. versus drilling for maybe the only thing that's more efficient is like coal. Like in the past, in the past, but now, now, uh, now it's oil. I mean, I think yeah, oil and natural gas are probably the most two. Like, I mean, obviously those are the two most popular. Um, but like, yeah, when it comes down to like, what do you need to make an economy grow? It's energy, everything, everything, just to be alive. We hey, have to have energy. This past, dude, everything this past week, man, crazy. We just had um, we just lifted some sanctions and other bans on Venezuela mm. this past week. Because um, the Maduro and the opposition party finally made some uh, agreements, official agreements, uh, regarding the 2024 election coming up. They're going to so. actually try to have elections down there. So the U.S. lifted some bans on Venezuelan gold, oil, natural gas. What an insane... We literally were like, you don't get to be an economy anymore. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I flipped the switch because I don't, know, I don't know what's going on over there, but Maduro finally agreed to some sort of election map type of um, Yeah, because they have a famine. Everybody's <laughs> starving to yeah. death. And apparently there's going to be foreign oversight on the election and stuff. Like a ton of, you know, a ton of good progress, but mm. we'll see how, how... I hope it goes well. But I thing mean, is, like poor people, dude. That could be, yeah, but the thing is, that could be a new, huge source of oil, you mm-hmm. know, in the U.S. It could be good. They, say, they say Venezuela has the largest oil, known oil reserves in the whole world, more than Saudi Arabia. Really? Yes. Venezuela. Because I has, thought Russia has the most oil mm-hmm. out of everybody, or oil plus natural gas, because I don't, I don't know. Venezuela which which. has the most known oil reserves in the world. I had to, I got to see the data on that. Because from what I've heard, it's like Saudi Arabia has the largest share, which is 25%. And then Russia has like combined a fuck ton but a lot of it's inaccessible because it's all the way up like in northern Russia that's one of the things they're like yeah global warming's not so bad because then we can get all the oil that's under Antarctica or under the Arctic and it's like ah <laughs> according, to, according to Wikipedia the proven oil reserves in Venezuela are recognized as the largest in the world oh shit shout out Venezuela yeah, and they're just fucking it up. <laughs> Literally, they could be Saudi Arabia. Well, I mean, it's pretty close. Just... Venezuela's 304 billion barrels of proved reserves just edges out Saudi Arabia's 298 billion. Okay. okay. You see Saudi Arabia's going through with that stupid-ass line? Yeah, bro. Oh, my God. So, so, so for context, all of this price gouging and, and production squeezing that's causing global recessions and inflation in the U.S. and everything, all of that is to increase the profits of Russia and Saudi Arabia so that Saudi Arabia can fund stupid projects like this. Wow. So all, all, all of the, the, po- the squeezing people feeling, U.S. citizens are feeling in their pockets are going towards this stupid mm-hmm. damn line in Saudi Arabia. I just, hope, I just hope everybody listening to this Bro. knows that. And you know, like, 
They spend, I don't, uh, I'm gonna get the ratio wrong. I'll make it like, it's like 35% of all the energy produced in Saudi Arabia goes just to the air conditioning. Like all the oil they make, they spend such a huge amount funneling it to their own people on just water and fucking air conditioning. It's it's like they lose a fuck ton of money just on air conditioning. And now they're just going, it's like literally like a kingdom built on pillars of sand. Like you live in a fucking desert it is a shithole. Don't waste your money on a goddamn line. Cause they're all like, oh, we gotta, they're, they're trying to avoid like, once oil is run out, they're gonna be like, oh, we're gonna be another, we're gonna go back to being a backwater <laughs> shithole. And they're like, all right, how do we circumvent it? Oh, tourism, you know, Dubai is like, look so at us. They're trying to you know, develop their industries and technology. It's and like, dude, it's so, it's such a waste of money. Well, the thing is, you know, people, you know, there's some architects that looked at, that looked at the, the development and everything. Like, it would have made sense. And actually probably would have been pretty productive if they made it into a, a circle. If they, made, <laughs> if they made this line into a circle, they, they could have fit like 25% more people. The average traffic time would decrease by like 30 minutes or whatever. It'd probably like, be like half. Like, yeah, it made so much more sense. Like, you'd be two miles or something from, like, the opposite side of the city or whatever. It would work. The line, though, is, like, the most counterintuitive. You gotta go all the way stupid, across. Dude, it is the most stupid design possible. Like, <laughs> and, it's, and it's not, like, and it got approved. You're, like, because that sounds like one of those things where it's, like, oh, did you hear, like, Saudi was, like, thinking about making a big line city that costs a trillion dollars haha that's dumb and then you're like oh no they're they're doing that <laughs> yeah you're like what what are you talking about like they have, they have two mega projects they're doing right now i forgot what the other one was i think that's like just the result of having like a monarchy that's just run by like dumbass oh i hope the saudis don't come kill me but like <laughs> but to fucking dumbasses like what like there are good invest like why don't you just own everything like you can do that. You can just invest sovereign wealth fund. Do what Norway's doing and just invest in everything. Build up industries that aren't fucking stupid lines. Like, I don't know. You know what they should do? There's, um, so you know there's like a sand shortage? Because sand is like the second most consumed natural resource behind petroleum. Because it's, it's glass. glass. It's concrete. It's in elastic. They use silicon in elastic. I don't know if they, I don't know if they use sand silicon for fucking chips or if they find another way to get silicon but like it's super like there are sand mafias there's literally there was a beach in jamaica that got stolen they stole thousands of tons of sand because it's like right people say oh why not the desert but like the desert sand is rounded so you can't use it you have to use the jagged sand that's from like riverbeds and beaches oh, damn. and so saudi arabia is sitting on this a fuck ton of sand because it's a desert it's sh- a shithole um <laughs> sorry but man dude. hates Saudi Arabia he, he's uh, cheering yeah. for he's cheering for one of the other Arab man, sides man I'm just like I mean you know I'm Persian so I'm like let's go wrong <laughs> I mean thumbs down for like yeah. a lot of stuff but um right. if I had to pick one eh whatever but like, it's a, it's the fucking desert bro anyways <laughs> I don't want I'm so upset um but it's like alright if you could spend money on figuring how to convert all your shit sand into usable sand you're sitting on a literal like gold mine of a fuck ton of sand probably not that simple but i mean i, I mean it's not I, simple but yeah. it's like invest in something that's worthwhile I, I it. It, it, rather that, than tourism it's like uh, you th- know their investments are horrible like they're they're ridiculously tall empty skyscrapers yeah. and then you know all of their they're uh, building these giant cities that are like 
American or like, you know, European metropolitan cities in the middle of the desert. And so it's like, these cities are built for colder climates. So like they cost so much more to cool and to heat and they have all this grass. It's like, what are you, you're the desert. Why are you making grass? Dude, what happened they had like an energy embargo or like some crazy embargo for like 10 years and like their cities just started collapsing. Bro. Like you can't feed all those people without like- You can't <laughs> feed the people. You can't house the people because all their houses need air conditioning. So they're just living in furnaces. It's like, you couldn't have built something that like is naturally cool. Why don't you build an underground city that's cooled naturally by the earth? It's like, nah, 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 that doesn't look as cool. It's like- uh, just so fucking no foresight, no 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 thought. They're just like we want to be cool. Those arrows. They're they're nouveau riche. They're they're the young rich. They're like yeah, I'm buying my Lamborghinis. <laughs> you know, I got my Gucci sweater rather than the old rich who are like yeah, I have good investments and I don't show off my wealth because then people will target me. It's like yeah, they're idiots who made a fuck ton of money in the last hundred years and they don't know how to properly manage it and so now they're wasting it and you know just like all these young rich people who are rich for now. That wealth isn't, it's not going to last. It's like, what is it? Um, like a lot of wealth. Normally after three generations, it all goes away. Like the Vanderbilts, like they used to be the richest family maybe in the world, but like one of the richest families ever, all that money's gone. And it's like, why? Because they didn't, they, I mean, one, these bunch of spoiled kids. We talked about that, you know, earlier at breakfast, all these spoiled kids, they don't know the value of money. And so they wasted in stupid ways. You have too many people, which kind of divides up the wealth. But it's also like you don't have any foresight of like how did you build that wealth? How do you continue having that wealth? You're just like I'm rich so I just spend money and then it all goes away because you're a fucking idiot. You don't invest it. And it's like this is going to happen with these countries too. They're all going to be dumb rich. They're going to waste their fucking money and then they're going to be stupid and poor. Because Venezuela used to be rich and then they made bad invest. Well, there's bad investments and then there's also just like the government. Bad decisions. Yeah, bad decisions. Bad decisions. Uh, and, you know, and Saudi Arabia, it's a welfare state. Like the only reason that the, the kingdom, that they allow the kings to stay in power is because they give everybody money for fucking food and water. Like everybody has welfare in Saudi Arabia. That's the way the whole fucking country works. I don't know that. So, yeah, yeah. All the money, all the oil is owned by the kings. And then they distribute money to all the people. And that's the only way they're in power. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the moment the kings stop giving their citizens, you know, food and water, the citizens are going to be like, fuck you. Like, they're going to fucking take over. That's the only reason why they're, they're still in power. It's, yeah. It's, oh, it's frustrating. But, I mean, I'm not Saudi. And I, like... Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Iranian. I'm Persian. Yeah, I'm Persian. Well, fake Persian. You know, Indian, Persian. It's a whole thing. But yeah, they're not they're not diversifying their portfolio. That's like, okay, if you look at Norway, they have something similar where they, they have a fuck ton of oil and they got rich, but they had industries beforehand. And so they have a sovereign wealth fund, which is like, what is Literally it? The British monarchy, same thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, the British monarchy, it's different because they didn't have a lot of natural resources. And, like, they're kind of, like, I've heard comments of, like, the only reason Britain is still, like, an entity is because they were just, like, a finance capital for it. They basically just, like, was, like, let me hold on to your money. Like, half of London is owned by Russia. Like, <laughs> Really? Yeah. There's a shit ton of areas. There's a ton of spots in London which are, like, all these big mansions that are super overpriced that are just owned by foreign people. Like, they're owned by, you know, like, oil, you know, rich people who are, like, oil rich, uh, Russian oligarchs. Yeah, they're stashing their cash in a stable place. <laughs> New York City. Exactly. 
Uh, Toronto. Yeah, Toronto, Vancouver. Vancouver. All these places. New Zealand. New Zealand has a bunch of these enormous like bunker properties owned by rich people. Like New Zealand is like where all the rich people are going to go for doomsday. <laughs> um, like it's a huge industry. Like you go and there's like these entire just spans of land with like one house, like all these ranches. And they're like, nobody lives there. They're all owned by rich people who don't, they don't come there except so like maybe bizarre. once a year. But like it's all just, it's like Switzerland. The only reason Switzerland, yeah, Switzerland is like a thing. Give me your money. I think, yeah, Switzerland, not Sweden. Yeah, Switzerland. Yeah, yes. they're just the bank. They're, everybody puts their money there and it's safe. The Nazis and, put their money there. Yeah, exactly. The Nazis and the Allies both put their money there and Switzerland was like, mm. <laughs> we're neutral. We're hey, neutral. we take your money. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 what London is. They're like, yeah, give us your money. We'll do all the finance bullshit. That's one of the reasons why the US is, is like, we handle the finances for all these people and so we take a cut of it. And so it's like, you know, without that, they're nothing. What does Britain make? Nothing. They make cars and guns, not that many of them. What else? Like, literally nothing. Yeah, they got industries, but yeah, nothing what? like... Like, what do they do? I mean, they have everything. Pharmaceuticals, manufacturing... Not that much. A lot of pharmaceuticals are either manufactured in China or Eastern Europe where it's cheaper, and then they're rebranded. Like, the U.S., a fuck ton of, like, pharmaceuticals that the U.S. companies, like, own are manufactured, or at least the precursors are manufactured in China. Like the U.S. is good at like this whole thing is the U.S. good is make is good at making really expensive and like highly specialized things, but the bread and butter Advil where there's no profit, all that shit is made in India and China where labor's cheap. Like when I went to India, I went to like the the area where they produce pharmaceuticals, and they're like, yeah, like uh, the guy giving me a tour, he's like, yeah, here life is cheap. Like all these people get poisoned. Like there's like histories. Well, like the U.S. used to make a bunch of like chemicals, like you know, manufacture like for Monsanto, they made Agent Orange, right? And these people, they would have like chlorine acne because of the chemical plants. These people would have like cancer and shit like that. There was this one town where I think it was in Idaho. I I think they were manufacturing Roundup there, and one of the byproducts was this like radioactive like slag stone shit and they had nowhere to put it and so what they were doing is they would just start making roads and the towns out of it they would make the foundations of the house out of it and so these people have these irradiated houses and roads (laughs) no and the government comes in they're like hey like your house is irradiated like we got to take it down and they're like no this is my house and so a lot of people choose to stay there they choose to live there because they're like this is my house i'm not going to get out of my house because of a little radiation and so but now what monsanto's doing is they just have these they bought these enormous plots of land because they would be doing they would build they would you know throw it on this like random plot of land but then would be poisoning the water and the farm over with all this oh radiation and the farm's God. like hey fuck you like you know monsanto's like yeah you just don't go on that part of your land anymore and they're like the fuck you mean don't go on my own <laughs> land and so they were suing monsanto and monsanto just ended up just buying the farms and so they own these huge plots of land where they just throw this radioactive bullshit to make roundup which poisons people and it's you know uh, and roundup's like in all of your food by the way i don't know if you like any like doritos anything that's made with like wheat or corn that's like processed shit all that stuff gets sprayed down with roundup and then it's concentrated by like the processing. So like they tested, like cereal has Roundup in it. Fucking you know, it. Doritos has Roundup Don't in it. it. Yeah, I know. But like all this garbage, like good, processed good, food, good. has Roundup in it. And they can't. And the story, processed food is bad for you. Processed Avoid food is it so all. bad for you, bro. Avoid it at all costs. 
But like, Eat a Chipotle all three meals of the day. <laughs> Chipotle is pretty fucking awesome. I mean, you'll get E. coli from the lettuce. But and like, you'll get eh. super high sodium yeah. <laughs> intake. I like salt. <laughs> Drink more water. Yeah, bro. But, and that's, you want to hear a big conspiracy theory, bro. What's up? This is the number one right here. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, we have too many people, right? You've we heard know. that. Well, you know, it's like, okay, we, we, the whole thing of like, the only way we're able to sustain these, this many people is the crazy food production. How do we have the crazy food production? It's like all the topsoils, fuck, we just spray a bunch of fertilizer on it. I talked about this in the last one. It's basically peak oil, right? We use energy in order to fund all these people that we have. But eventually the oil is going to run out. It's a finite resource and we're going to end up, you know, reaching the halfway point of now oil production is only going down. And so it's like, all right, how are you going to sustain all these people who take a fuck ton of energy, but we don't have the energy? And it's like, well, you got to get rid of the people. You can't feed the people anymore. And so it's like, on purpose, they're reducing population. Socially, they're keeping people from fucking with, you know, social media and all that, you know, SSRIs and all this shit, making people depressed, killing themselves. All the glyphosate and shit like that is making people less healthy, so they're going to die off faster. The vaccines are making people gay. You know, that's bullshit. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I like a conspiracy, but not not true. I, I, yeah, you have countries like Russia and China where they're putting in population incentives, you know, yeah, because they're like, no, we're running out of people. You know, yeah. the U.S. the U.S. wants to grow its population too. Like, the U.S. Yeah. government wants more taxable income. You know, yeah. they want five hundred million people. But if you have less people who make more money, I mean, same taxable income. It's like Saudi Arabia: it, it, pump less gas but charge more. It's easier to get resources for more people. Yeah. So. I, I, I like the argument. Uh, it's not fun. It's <laughs> not fun. The cabal, the Jesuits are trying to reduce the population before we all die. I, I, you know, maybe five years ago I would have entertained that, but it's so, it's so obvious that like there's so many countries that want population growth. It's just not the case. Well, like you know, they say there's like they're gonna reach a peak population of like 10 billion. Because it's like once you become a developed population, you tend to just go around like two people, like replacement yeah, rate. Yeah. So we have all these other countries that are coming up. They're still doing like more than enough children to grow. But once they're developed in however long it takes, it's, it's like China, s- China's not growing anymore. It's, yeah, China's they're not, shrinking. China, yeah, China may never hit 1.5 billion people. That's I mean, crazy. But that's okay. We don't need that many people, honestly. You know, 10 billion? I think that's plenty. We need 20 billion. What do you mean? I hate traffic. I don't get these, all these fuckers out of my town. They ruin everything. Everything used to be cool, and then there's too many people, and now it's all like overpopulated. Just nuke them all. Nuke them all. Restart. That's why they're going to do the wars. Population reduction, man. You got to fucking grow your own food, bro. They're poisoning the water. Everybody knows it. <laughs> Buy a fucking plot the water's turning to freaking frog. That was real, bro. That was real. <laughs> it was real. That was real. That was well. It wasn't making them gay, but it was like making them like males turn to females because it was fucking with their hormones. Atrazine. I think it was atrazine, but it's like, and that's a uh, what is it? A pesticide that they spray on a fuck ton of food that people eat, bro. <laughs> All that, all that glyphosate Roundup that they were spraying on all this stuff that people are eating, they just had like two cases in California where it was proven. I mean, this guy was taking a fuck ton because he was literally spraying the shit on stuff. But like, this guy got not, he got lymphoma because of it. He won like millions of dollars, but he's gonna fucking die. There's multiple cases of these people who got cancer from Roundup, and so it's like, oh, now there's the, now there's a precedent of Roundup causes cancer. Hello. Are we gonna take a quick break? Pause it. Okay, so I'm reading here. Sorry, we're back, guys. I'm reading here about Paxlovid. 
Pfizer announced it'll sell a five-day regimen of its antiviral COVID drug for $1,400. Oh, that's all. Okay. Um, the U.S. government bought millions of doses for 530 each. Um, now Pfizer plans to bring it to the private market for $1,400 for the five-day regimen. How is it over three times the amount? <laughs> but let's see. I think it's negotiating. The list price is a starting point for negotiations with middlemen who negotiate the selling price down. So in this case, most insured patients will pay little to nothing for the five-day regimen, but as long as you have insurance, unless you're like, yeah. but unless you're like a pauper with no insurance, then you can go go fuck yourself. Well, then the government will make it free to uninsured until 2028. Oh, great! Thank. I thought we're done. COVID's over, bro. Get over. It. But I guess the. You know, all of these pharmaceutical companies, you know, profited so much off COVID. Dude. Billions and billions of dollars. Makes you wonder, you know, they really love these pandemics, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> I like all the vaccines they, like, threw away because they went bad, but they were bought by the government. And they're like, oh, we didn't use it. Throw it away. Like, what? What the fuck? Sure. What? What? No, nah, I think Biden just got his fourth booster or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who gives a shit, man? He doesn't care. He's like, I'm old. I don't care. Let's get your 21st booster, guys. There will be no long-term side effects. <laughs> Bro, I don't know. The amount of spending we did with COVID, just like oh, the man. trillions of dollars. like I, The I was, money lost, the time lost, the lives lost. The, I mean, all, the, all the production value lost, the, the, the non the no growth during those COVID years. I mean, dude, like from what I heard is like, it's fucked with the real estate market because it's like, there was so much, it's like, we are not even halfway through all like the mortgage assistance money that was mm-hmm. like doled out to everybody. So it's like all these people who might not like be good investments to have this money, they get help on down payments and they got also like either, um, what is it? Fucking like eviction. They prevented people from getting evicted. They got help with rental assistance or they got help with mortgage payments. So it's like all these people have more money than they would normally have in order to pay for all these houses. And that's one of the reasons why the housing market has just blown up is because all these people have like credit ratings that would have been shit because they wouldn't, because they're not making the money they were. But they're still having okay credit ratings because it's been sustained by the government. And then the government's helping out them out with down payments. So now they have all these money, all this enough money to get involved with a mortgage payment that they can't really afford to pay once all this COVID assistance is gone. And so that's all these people who are buying houses who don't really have the money. Foreclosure. Bro, and it takes years to foreclose on all these people. So it's like the housing market, people are saying, like, oh, it's going to crash. It's like all these people. I don't think it'll crash. It's not looking that way. Dude, if you look at how much these houses have gone up, like, because I've been looking at houses uh, where I'm moving, and it's like, one house has doubled in price. uh, The prices will come down. The the prices will come down, but not not collapse. Well, it's like the property around here have doubled, which is crazy. That doesn't... They've doubled. Property grows, but doubling is not... It doesn't work like that, bro. 2019 from now, double. That's bad. Double. That's bad. It's gonna. It's it's gonna undouble. It's gonna have. Well, it might will. not. It might not. Dude, there's no fucking way. It it doesn't like it doesn't make any sense. What it what has changed from now and then that makes the price? Like, I, I mean, people are moving. Stuff has but, changed. I mean, you have companies like BlackRock and event and hedge funds investment firm buying up property all across the U.S. Not purposely not letting making some of them rentals, so people have to they can raise prices in other rentals. So they're just like, reducing the supply of houses. Yes, exactly. So it's Bingo. artificially reducing. They're just letting it out, just Boom. bit by bit. They're not letting it out. 
There's, I mean, they say so there's, there's a bunch of inventory that's like not listed or it's listed as like yeah, a rental they're, home because they're selling, they're just renting out more houses they're than they're selling. They're just going to stay rental companies. And they're just going to stay rental properties. Bro. It's aft. It's aft. Dude, I, I, I just like, don't see like. It's like Europe. Everybody has to pay rent over there. Nobody owns. Well, like, I know there's this one real lady. I forget her name, but it's like they're building all because they're saying like, oh, there's a shortage of housing. So now they can get all these building loans. But they're building all these houses in places that like, it's like the same places they built like during the 2008 crash, like Lakewood Ranch. They're building it in like fucking um, Port St. Lucie. It's like all these places that like, there's not really jobs there. They're not close to like anything like the beach or anything like that. There's, it's just in Florida, and they're just building all these houses that nobody's gonna end up buying. And so it's like all this money is it's just being wasted on all these Somebody houses, building all these houses it. nobody's gonna live in. A lot of the houses that they built in 2008, it ended up costing the building companies so much money to maintain them. They just took them down. They just built them up, and then it cost them more money to maintain them than just destroy them because they're gonna take so much of a loss on it. But like. I'm seeing these houses where they've doubled in value in the past We're never going to afford a house. We're never going to afford a house. Not a big one. I don't <laughs> know. Like, hopefully we'll get rich. But, dude, I mean, you look at, like, the mortgage payments. People have, like, a $3,000 a month mortgage payment. You're like, how the fuck can it, you it, afford now that? Now is not the time. Until interest rates come back down, is now is not the time to get mortgages. I mean, houses are crazy expensive, and interest is crazy expensive. But it's like... You just, it's not sustainable. There's no way these houses are worth twice as much as they were. It just doesn't, value doesn't change like that. It's not like people want them twice as much. It's not like, because it's not like it's just happening at, in certain well, places. It depends because you, you, you are in some states skyrocketing, like Texas and Florida, because people from Cali, New York, but California and New York are still expensive as shit, too. Yeah, they are. They are. So it's, it's like, where's, because you don't, you don't have people moving in. Yeah. But it's like, it, it, like these houses are valued so highly. It's like prices somewhere have to go down, man. It's, yeah, in Cali, just, in Cali, they're going to start crashing soon. I don't know, but it, especially if people, if the in government San, changes. In San Fran, in San Fran, yeah, it's going, it's going to crash. I don't know what they're going to do about the homeless out there, man. But that's like one of the reasons why there's such a big boom in homelessness is because people can't afford fucking houses. Like, and there's a lot of mental health drugs. Yeah, but it's people like eighty like, percent of the homeless people out there. But they've done like studies where it's like it costs more to like have a homeless person it costs like thirty thousand dollars a year or some shit for a homeless person to like deal with all the services of like arresting them all the public health services all like the hospital visits because they can't afford like regular care it's like it costs three times as much than just like paying for their housing if you give them a key it's like because then they can because they can you can't really get a job if you're homeless because you know you can't shower you don't know where you're gonna live all these shelters is like you can't like build up property or anything like that because you have to take all your shit out of the shelters every night like the, the, that's why I, I'm, um man all this stuff happening recently this past month newsom signed a new law in california that will allow nonprofits and churches to convert a lot of their property and parking lots and other stuff into residents residential areas mm. for homeless people to move into it's, it's, I mean, it's, it was a huge deal. It's good, but like you look at like the billions of dollars that California has in like their homelessness reduction fund or something. It's like, why don't you just build houses and give them to them? <laughs> like, is it cost that much? Like, is that's it that welfare. Much? That's welfare. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, I'd rather just waste the money on like some bullshit system. All right, we back. We're we'll gonna wrap back. it up real quick. Um, give any 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 closing thoughts, Mr. Uh, Nathan. 
We shouldn't warmonger. Uh, no monger. We are the top monkey. Big keep, monkey. Keep that banana. I think we'll be able to maintain our status if we're wise about it. And uh, we need to be more courteous and thoughtful of the fact that we're all humans and that Israel and Palestine is like nobody's just good and evil. We're all humans. Mm. And, uh, yeah. And then uh, women suck. What? No? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just cool. Um, hopefully, we win all the wars. We yeah, have all the all oil. The and we're gonna fucking we're gonna win and fuck everybody in the ass, take all their money and eat all their food. And eat the uh, bananas. And we're not gonna let the rich cabal, you know, <laughs> shrink our testicles and make us all gay. <laughs> Alright. Uh <laughs> Alright, kiss kiss, love love, tea time out. <laughs>